Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. The Brewing Network Sunday Session is brought to you by the badasses at More Beer. Visit them at morebeer.com. Great beer is about drinkability. Doesn't matter the style. You guys are like walking beer Wikipedia. That's the first time that you've ever accepted me as a person. Or you have a fermentation in your gut. I'm jet propelled at all times. (laughs) How many guys do you think that you have the privilege to slap? Somebody who's never tasted a commercial example. And this is how you know everything about this beer? Please, you don't. I think it's bullshit. (laughs) I think it's bullshit too. Wow. Are you guys going to arm wrestle? No. No. We're going to teabag fight. (laughs) You heard of Junkyard Wars? Can I get another high five? Now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. Alright. Hey, welcome to the uh, Celebrator 25th Anniversary Party, everybody. I just had to chug a beer in order to make room uh, for the beer we're about to drink, which uh, I, I thought I was above that after all these years of doing radio, never, but... Never, uh, never. Such is the life, my friend. You're never above that, right, Tom? Never above that, absolutely, Justin. Tom Daldorf from Celebrator Beer News has been doing this for 25 years. That's what party we're at, and he says you're never above having to chug one beer in order to put one in your glass. You know, if you really like beer, yeah. you got to make some room. <laughs> Right? In your glass. In your glass. Right. Of and that's what I did. Well, we're broadcasting live once again from the Celebrator Anniversary Party in downtown Oakland. This time, it's 25 years. And uh, I think the last time that we were live was the last time you were at the Oakland Marriott. That's correct. Was that 20 years? Uh, that was our 20th anniversary. Okay. So we're, wow. we'd like to keep it in fives. Yeah, in fives? we do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was your 20th, which we were so pleased to be a part of. Tom called us this year and said, well, look, it's 25. Why don't you come back? Yeah. And that's why we're here. 
and they could give us a good uh, internet connection, and you guys are happening, <laughs> which is really nice. Well, we do like it that way. Our listeners like to hear it live. If they're going to hear us having a good time somewhere, they at least want to know what's happening. <laughs> you know. Well, we're in a room with about 600 of our best, uh, closest friends. Yeah, absolutely. And there's a few good beers in this room, too. I don't know if you noticed. I did notice. <laughs> did you get around at all? Well, I'm starting to feel like I noticed a little too well. <laughs> right. Here's what happened. Uh, Tom, being the, uh, well, the smart beer man that he is, does a VIP hour for from 3.30 to 4.30. And uh, that's for the media and, and folks who want to get a VIP ticket and other uh, industry people. And that's when I get to spend an hour drinking all the, fam- uh, the fantastic beer that's here. And a few special bottles are usually provided by a lot of these breweries. So... Uh you know, the Conicette, shall we call them, can, uh, can roll uh, in style and, uh, you know, have, have a little room, have a little space, right. unhurried, walk right up to the table, taste some of the best beers made in the world. Absolutely. Should we say that? I, I think that's fair to say. And <laughs> okay. I think that the, 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 the fact that we didn't have to rush or, or stand in line was part of the problem for me, Tom. I, I like to catch a little buzz beforehand, but, I mean, that was ridiculous. <laughs> And I hope you had a chance to try the beer that you've got in your glass right now, which is uh, Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. I don't know if you've heard of them, but they're up there in Chico. Yeah. And they uh, they have a beer camp. Sierra Beer Camp. uh, Sierra Beer Camp. Now, Steve Dressler's been on the show before and said that we have an open invite, and we've never taken him up on it. Do it. Yeah, why are we doing that right now? It's the best, right? Well, because you're on the air right now, silly. That's the answer to that. That's a good call. I'm so stupid. (laughs) Yeah, you're a terrible broadcaster. Well, you know, that's the only type of camping I will go to is Sierra Nevada Beer Camp. That's true. Otherwise, it's so so worth it. I mean, uh, you're not in a tent. The brewery rolls out the red carpet for home brewers, for industry talk. Uh, and then this year, because it was our 25th anniversary, they said, would you like to have some of your writers come up and brew their own beer? Fantastic. And we went, <laughs> okay. And we so this beer was brewed while you were at beer camp. Correct. And so describe it to us. What okay. is it? So going in, the first day is usually spent designing your beer. Uh, we had 16 celebrated writers fly in from all over the country to attend beer camp. Wow. 16. I love Which it. is the biggest beer camp they'd ever had. Okay. So, I discerned from that that we best have our beer chosen before we got there. So, we had a little pre-voting and what, what do you think we should brew? A lot of suggestions thrown around. What we did was we wanted to pay homage to Sierra Nevada, come in with something that... Um, that really said Sierra Nevada. So we patterned this beer after the original Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Look at the color. It's looking like original Sierra to me. Give it a give it a little nose. Get some. Uh, you know, um, we're talking about Cascade hops. Uh, you know, being used in the traditional Sierra. But what I, we wanted to do is like know. kick it up a bit. Okay. So we're gonna make a double Pale Ale. Nice. Or some people will call it an IPA <laughs> or a double IPA. I'm fine with double pale ale. So, yeah. Okay. Yes. So we agreed to that. Then it was a question of you know selecting the ingredients. We went with their uh, traditional malts. Plus we added Golden Promise, uh, not only to bring up the gravity but to add some spice to it. Oh yeah. And and a little more modern grain. And then uh, with the hopping, the traditional hops uh, in the boil. But then we added Citra, a more modern hop. And in the in their hop room, we found. Uh, Experimental hop called 366. Oh, that okay. sounds ominous. Nobody knows about it yet, but you will, because I understand from Vinny, who is yeah. the hop god, 
that there is a name already picked. I don't know if I can say it yet, but it's, wow. a, it's a trademark deal now. So, I think but you when say that it. comes out, I, you're, you're protected. You, you should drag it, right it out of me. You I've heard okay, it was a dollar. <laughs> I got a dollar. Actually, I don't have a dollar. I'm on the so internet. So three sixty-six. So we have. I've heard it was grown by aliens. Absolutely, and it glows the in rumor. the dark. <laughs> it glows in the dark. Yeah. they're called it unproportioned does. immigrants. You're they're not aliens anymore. Oh, you've been drinking three sixty-six. That's how you can tell. Your tongue's green and it's glowing in the dark. Yeah, it's totally cool. Town knows. It's yeah. the 60s all over again. It's great. It, it, it totally is. So anyway, so we got uh, that's the, the hopping, and then Sierra has resources. You can't believe the resources they have. I've heard. The lab, the uh, quality control stuff, um, and you know, do they do uh, you know dry hopping? <laughs> do they do torpedo? Right. And it's there, so you got to use it, right? So that's exactly what we did. We put this uh, this whole thing together. We used all of the modern techniques. Uh, we finished at 9.3%, but does it taste 9.3% to you? No. no. It tastes like 9.1%. Right, see? <laughs> Easily. Can't fool you. You can't fool me. Mm. I'm Dude. real smart. No, it no, doesn't does taste it, like it at all. In fact, it's got a great... Uh, it tastes like the, the brightest, freshest Sierra Pale Ale I, I've ever had, because it has yep. those same characteristics of, of the Sierra Pale Ale. It just feels like they're all double ramped up. Yeah, there's so much more of them, or, or triple. Or and it's also, <laughs> but it's also so f- uh, fresh tasting. Yeah, uh, came from the brewery today. Uh, today, yeah. and uh, only forty kegs uh, were made, so that's sixty barrels. Okay, uh, forty kegs, eighty barrels. Eighty barrels. Um, yeah, there were some five gallons in there too, so that various uh, celebrator writers could have one at home. Oh, that's nice. See, that's the best thing to do. That's why we need to go to beer camp. I need five gallons of good beer at my house. <laughs> right. You have to work that deal out with. Them, okay, yeah, I'm right. just telling you our deal. Yeah, that's a <laughs> but good anyway, deal. so there it is. This is the beer that you're drinking, and it's uh, it's Sierra actually paying homage to Celebrator oh, for sure. you know tw- uh, 25 years. But we're the ones that want to say, Sierra, you've been around for 32 years. Right. You were there. I was a wine geek in Hayward, running a wine store, but I always had good beer in it, but it was mostly imports. I didn't know that. But I had a, I put in a kegerator because the guy said, you run two kegs through this thing, you'll pay for the kegerator. And it's true. Yeah. You do. So, <laughs> and I'm, I'm pushing this new brewery that just came out in 1980. Sierra. Sierra Nevada. Okay. Paleo. Their first paleo. In my wine shop. Wow. And I found myself throughout the day going, oh, I think it's just a, a little splash. Ah, sure. Kind of thirsty, you know. Uh, before you know it, you're a beer guy. Yeah. You're a huge, huge beer guy. So you've really had a, a, a long relationship with Sierra Nevada. I know they have with Celebrator Beer News, but Day personally one. as well. Day uh, one. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. fantastic to hear. And there are two companies that have really grown up together. Uh, we have. I mean, they, you know, all, uh, you know, kudos to them yeah. for sticking with it but they were you talk about tiny you talk about a garage operation a really? ga- garageista as they like to say in yeah. France you know um, <laughs> the, the, they were really scruffy around the edges I mean look and, and look at New Albion I mean that was not pretty right. I mean uh, <laughs> Jack McCallum schlepped that thing together himself he was you know Basically, a mechanical engineer. They were homebrewers, just homebrewers. putting stuff together. Homebrewers, exactly right. Okay. And their hobby got the best of them. Yeah. Well, and, and look at them now. I mean, Ken started out as a bicycle enthusiast right. who got a bike shop so he could get his parts for wholesale, and then he, and he starts brewing beer because that's what you drink when you're a bicyclist, and then he starts a homebrew shop right. so he can get his homebrew supplies for wholesale. What I a mean, racket! Do you see a pioneer? 
you all see a pattern going on here? Yeah, everyone's you know what I'm cheap. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we all basically, want stuff for free. Yeah. No, which so is I, why we're doing radio. I, I said to Ken in an interview one time, I said, so Ken, basically, you've been expensing your hobbies from the beginning. <laughs> he goes, Pretty that's much. one way of putting it. Yeah. I think it's you the know. only way to put it. So, so <laughs> then, you know, everybody's tasting his beer, his homebrew, going, God, this stuff is great. You should make this. Okay, he schleps together a little tin barrel uh, that later went to Mendocino to okay. start up Mendocino Brewing Company, you know, in 1983. Um, and, and, you know, this is such a small community. It is. Especially in those days. And, but it, and especially in Northern California, uh, oh. where Celebrator's been as well. So to see all of these companies grow up together and to come to a party like a 25th anniversary and, and see them here working together and making beer for you, my friend. I love this. Ooh, it's pretty amazing. So, 25th anniversary. This is the Silver Jubilee 25th year for the Horse Brass Pub. Around Don your Younger neck. gave that to me. Really? And rather than hanging on a wall, it's my bling. I like your bling. <laughs> what do you think? That's bling respect is what that, that is. That is bling respect. So, 20, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I Put it on the camera yeah, and take yeah. it over here. Yeah. Well, so, basically, 20, 25 years for the Horse Brass Pub. And that was uh, how many years ago? I mean, because they're 40 now. Uh, Are they really? 25 years ago. Yeah. It was 25 well, years ago. Anybody does math, 1976 was when they opened. <laughs> anybody who does yeah, I don't do math after 10 o'clock in the morning, okay? That's my rule. Nobody in and this I room. stick to it. Okay. But anyway, that, that, was, that was younger, 1976. So think about it. He started before Sierra Nevada was even around. Wow. 1980, Sierra Nevada. Ni- uh, 1976 was uh, New Albion, but they really didn't get product out until 77. Okay. So, I mean, these are the roots of good beer in America. Sure. And it's here on the West Coast. And coming out of SF Beer Week, the events that have happened, like nearly 500 of, of these ridiculous events, uh, to, to pay a little <laughs> Liver homage. damaging events. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. To pay a little homage to the roots, I think, is a fun thing to do. Absolutely. And, and I would say, Tom, that's why you have the uh, the amount of brewers and industry people at your 25th party. It's not just a beer fest. It's yeah. to, to respect and, the celebrator. And, uh, you know, to see such an outpouring, what we need to thank are the incredible number of breweries out there who wanted to pour at this event, yeah. but we didn't have the space for them. Right. And, uh, you know, thank you to the beer community for honoring us, honoring Celebrator with such a tremendous outpouring. But the people that are in this room are some of the best small breweries, uh, not only on the West Coast, in America. I mean, we got Bockfish Head here. I saw that. I mean, anytime Vinny comes down personally to pour at your event, yeah. What do you say? Right. Isn't that nice? To that. I, mean, I haven't been able to get that guy to pour at an event in years. And you know what? I'm paying him back tonight. Because tonight, we're going to interview Natalie. Ah, nice. There yeah, forget Vinny. I'm well, tired of talking to Vinny. I don't know if you've noticed, but Natalie's a lot cuter than Vinny. Well, I that's know. true. I, I hate to mention this. And I have a feeling the interview's going to be a lot more pleasant. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know? Actually, Vinny's a great better. interview. But <laughs> yes. talk about knowing beer. Yeah. Vinny is God. I mean, sure. Vinny's the Jerry Garcia of beer. <laughs> wow. Ooh, can we quote you? That's a quote. Tom just put that down. That's a quote. In, in six months, that'll be on a I could have wrapped, shirt. I could have wrapped it, but I didn't have my mouth floating on thing. That's right. I do know what you're saying. And I forget my sign. It's like something like that. I forget. Tom, where have you been hanging out lately? Uh, I, I hang pretty oh, much. 
wherever they won't throw me out. Okay, <laughs> I'm hanging. Where is isn't Celebrator headquarters now located in some chateau in the Swiss Alps? <laughs> I heard that. Basically, yeah, I've become a recluse. Yeah, I'm a wreck. And I'm a clue. And you know you're what I'm off saying? somewhere else living the good life. Nevada City. Okay. California. That's like Mendocino without the ocean. Nice. <laughs> but instead, we got a forest. I like that. That's so it's pretty fun. cool. Yeah. That and, is pretty cool. And about 2,800 feet, we get snow sometimes. Okay. And uh, But it's above the fog, below the, below the snow. I'm one hour from Squaw. Oh, even better. Does not suck on the, on the suck scale. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty low. low. Yeah, it's like <laughs> way low. Way, like... Bottom of the sex scale is where that is. Well, it sounds to me like after 25 years, Celebrator is moving up in the world yet still. Yeah. <laughs> working, right. working at it. Well, we got a lot to do tonight. We're going to bring some brewer interviews home to you, folks who are watching this or listening you live You got some in the home. house. You got, got some got in the house. A lot of brewers here. We're going to talk to them all. We're going to take a quick break now. But uh, Toast, uh, Tom, congratulations on 25 years. Listen. And uh, this beer is fantastic from Sierra. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Uh, that's that radio moment where you all take a drink of beer and then smack yeah. your lips and enjoy yourself. Tom Daldorf, ladies and gentlemen, he'll be here all night having himself a good time, as will we. Up next, we got a couple brewers to come talk to you. We'll be doing some tasting and bring the Celebrator 25th home to you. Hang in there. It's the session live from Oakland, California. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to MoreBeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to MoreBeer.com today and take advantage of The Buzz, The Forum, The Learning Center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Nico, listen, our lawyers said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months until the the next meeting. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. I'm the professional. Hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment 10 years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Hell or High Watermelon Wheat Beer at Brew Free or Die IPA in the Northeast, Northwest, parts of the Midwest, and Alaska in cans and on draft. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in the can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. Tonight. 
Tonight is the night. We bring the creature to life, Dr. Blitzkrankstein? Yes, J.P. Gore. Everything is perfect for my next fermented creation. My doctor, the storm is too far away. We'll never have enough power to isomerize the creature's alpha acids. <laughs> yes, J.P. Gore, we will. For I have in my possession the Tower of Power! Glickman's new Tower of Power is the evolution of automation. Control hot liquor, sparge, and mash temps like a pro. The Tower of Power is a high-quality gas-fired rim system that works with your current brewing setup. With ultra-precision, the tower can hold your mash to one-half of a degree Fahrenheit. Precision and repeatability. The Tower of Power is the answer to automatic, fast ramp times. See more at BlickmanEngineering.com. Bring your next creation to life with the Tower of Power. Dr. Blickman's with the Tower of Power, you can probably give me an afternoon at the pub to enjoy a pint. Don't be silly, J.P. Gore. We have beer to brew. That's it. I've had it. I am never putting hops in my beer again. What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contracts, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a home brew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber-special Secret Elite. Elite Bare Bones Club, where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy f***ing shit! NicoBrew.com N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W NicoBrew, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of their 11 varieties of famous Williams malt extract. Their new SnapLock stainless steel camlock fittings will make connecting your pump or heat exchanger quick and easy. Or check out their exclusive paintball tank-based draft beer equipment. They even have their own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse their vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific Time weekdays ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams way. We're broadcasting live from the 25th anniversary of Celebrator Beer News in downtown Oakland, California. And uh, it's kind of an all-star cast around here, as always, so it's good to be here and talking to some different people. Sitting with me right now, we've got Pete Schlossberg, uh, formerly of Pete's Wicked. 
presently of Mavericks, which is a new uh, beer company that we're going to talk to Pete about. Uh, also, we've got uh, the one and only David Walker from Firestone Walker Brewing Company. Uh, David is the only person in the beer industry with better hair than I have. I don't know if you noticed that. And he's, the only, uh, he's the only other one. Uh, David is currently in the middle of uh, Walker's Wild Ride, and it's not the first one that you've done, is it? It's not. It's, a, it's actually the second one. It might be the last one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's taking its toll, isn't it? It is taking its toll. We've got, I have a, uh, I bought an old Land Rover the same age as me, and is that thing screwed up? Um, <laughs> you got to do some maintenance, man. It makes me feel better. No, actually, I, uh, I was saying to uh, Jim Crooks, who's, um, who's a big part of our, our wild program, you know, if this, if this vehicle doesn't feel like it's going to break down every mile, it takes all the excitement out of the trip. Well, so, that's true. If yeah. you're not uptight and tense about whether or not you're going to end up on the side of the road. Right, exactly. So what is Wild Ride, uh, Walker's Wild Ride, other than uh, you know risking your life in this uh, vehicle that could explode? Right, well, a Wild Ride is a little bit about, um, actually t- talks a little bit about what we're trying to do with um, sour beers. Um, Matt Brinelson and Jim Crooks have been, um, Jim particularly, have been fooling around with... Um, some wild yeast strains and uh, we've moved uh, about 700 barrels down to our first brewery in Bulton and uh, we've created what we call the Barrel Works okay. and um, we are um, uh, you know we're, we're, we're making some some interesting sour sour style beers and um, who knows where it'll go um, I'm sure a lot of beer will um, uh, be spilt um, sure but uh, a lot of beer will be drunk but um, we're just having fun with it at the moment um, well- as a sour beer fan, I could not be happier to hear that Matt and your crew right. are going to be doing some sour beers. Right, yeah. But it does beg the question, uh, Mr. Walker, coming from the wine side, uh, are you terrified of the sour beer or do you enjoy it now? I mean, yeah. let's be honest. It's sort of interesting. I mean, obviously, we know, we know a bunch of wine guys. Um, and it's strange. In one of the rooms that we are putting these barrels, we used to have wine. And the minute we said that we were bringing some sour beer, and it was extraordinary how quickly those barrels disappeared. Right. Um, that, you know, the, the, actually, the wine guys, as you know, we... we, we um, um, in fact, Pete here is one of our master blenders. He's one of the great sort of... Uh, oh, yeah. Um, surrogate wine blenders that we use for our... For the anniversary. For the anniversary. Four, four years on the panel. Oh, yeah. there you go, Pete. Amen. That's right. Um, and um, he, actually, he always shows up with this great guy who brings bread. Oh, I and, met that guy. Yeah. But I bring chocolate, too. That's Come right. On. He brings chocolate. It's the bread that, that, it's the bread that I love. <laughs> the bread does it. The bread does it for me. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. No, no. I mean, it's, it's great. We'll, who knows where it'll go? I, all I can say is that um, anything that Matt and Jim will do will be, will be extraordinary. So, um, and so if, on the wild ride, you've brought some of the sour beer. We have, yeah. Okay. And is the idea to share it at different locations... Over what? Isn't it only like a 24-hour ride? Yeah, I mean, literally, I, I mean, this, my vehicle goes at a top speed of 48 miles an hour. So okay. I left Paso Robles about 5 this morning. I see. Uh, we hit uh, the Rosencrown in Palo Alto at 11.30, um, and we went up to Revolution here, rolled into the Celebrator event here, which is fabulous, and then we're up to City Beer tonight. Okay. And um, and then we all roll back. And then you'll head tomorrow. home. Yeah, exactly. At least it's downhill home. It's all downhill. <laughs> I have a, I drive, and I drove it here, I drive a 1970. 79 Volkswagen bus, and your vehicle is the only thing slower than mine that I've ever heard of. It's beautiful. It feels like 100 miles an hour, and it 
just everything is everything's fantastic. <laughs> right. It's a wild ride. Well, I like the idea, and I think that that's what things like SF Beer Week are about. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, it's a lot of uh, us patting ourselves on the back and, and doing yeah. this beer thing. But it, it's it's somewhat unique, and when you're bringing unique beer, and just yeah. I mean, literally, I know you're just doing this for a chance to drive your cool vehicle I and am. have fun. That's exactly right. And also, jam myself in a car with uh, two, a couple of brewers, and we spend four hours just sort of riffing about what's in the back of the car. And right. I, I learned more on my trip up than I've learned in a long time about Salvia. So, sure. Um, yeah, it's it's good. Anything on the horizon for Firestone that you're uh, allowed to tell us about? Uh, no, I mean, the Barrel Works is a probably about the most, um, uh, is the biggest departure from us just sort of business as usual, which sure. is being incredibly anal about making the beers that we're making. <laughs> I've and, heard uh, that about you yeah. guys, yeah. <laughs> and uh, we're going to continue doing that. I mean, we, actually, I crawl off to Texas next week. We're going to be blowing, uh, we're going to be taking the beers into Texas, so... Um, I'm going to be Texas for about uh, three, four weeks. You're yeah. not taking the, the land no, over there. I, I no. wish. I wish. <laughs> well, <no. laughs> That's good. I just want to warn you. You yeah. don't want to break down in Texas. Uh, we don't. No, exactly. Um, I'm just a Brit in the middle of Texas. Texas. Yeah, broken down. <laughs> you don't want that. <laughs> well, I always like seeing Firestone yeah. Walker out here. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, Matt's a, a wonderful brewer. Yeah, uh, I wish you luck on your, on your travels home. And I, you know, I, I wish I could make it to City Beer and get some of that sour beer tonight. Should, what, speci- what specifically is the sour beer you're, you're traveling uh, with? We are um, we're pouring our Slow Ambic, um, which is a it's sort of an interesting uh, concoction that uh, obviously a lot of Brett. Um, it, the base wort is our solace, and there's some uh, alala berries uh, thrown in there for good measure. Interesting. Um, and uh, it's an interesting beer. Actually, there's a lot, a lot of people have tried it at uh, the LA Wild Ride and th- they're seeking it out. We've, these beers, we've probably got three or four small kegs of and, we, and um, people are sort of interested in them. So, uh, I'm sure they are. It'll go quick. Will these, uh, ultimately, with the whole new barrel project that you guys are doing, will we end up seeing, say, 750 mil bottles from Firestone or something? Uh, or? You know, we're a couple of years away from that. We'll see some releases in the keg later okay. this year. Um, uh, but, you know, it really d- d- just depends on how well it goes. And uh, Like I said, we've got 700 barrels, um, uh, assortment of wine barrels and um, some internal barrels that we had that are, uh, you know... Uh, working on the beer so sure. you know something's going to come out of that okay um, and uh, as long as it's beautiful we'll put it in a, in a, in a, in a can I'm sure so. you will well uh, could you grab me a DVD please uh, uh, as a departing gift uh, you know uh, Matt Brennelson came up to uh, my house and, and filmed a, a, a DVD with us on how to brew the perfect pale ale oh. It's not even. It's just released. It's not even in our store yet. Look how handsome you look in that shirt. Would you? He, he, <laughs> thank you. Look pale at that. thirty-one. With the pale, you know, I, I, dude. I ordered it extra tight. Mediocre hair, but a great shirt. <laughs> right. Well, what, you know, I can't have it all. Uh, that one's for you. This one's for Matt. If you bring it down to Beautiful. him, and uh, no one's yeah. no one's really seen this yet. And right. it's. Uh, but now all your secrets are out. Hey, you know, Matt's about to be a human daddy. Is it happening any right day, now? Or? No, uh, not right now, but any day, any day now. So I'm not sure he's going to make a good human daddy. <laughs> uh, he's a great brewer. He's but a good beer daddy, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll see what happens. All right, David Walker, All ladies right. and gentlemen, he's got a lot to do. Thanks for sitting down with us. Pleasure. I appreciate it. You're yeah. welcome to stay as we uh, grill uh, Pete now, if you like, but I know you got places to be yeah. as well. i got to jump in that jalopy and head to the bay. All so. right, have a good okay. time, David. Thanks for sitting down with us. Cheers, thanks. Bye. All right, Cheers, David man. Walker, you can go to Firestone and check him out. Um, Very cool. David's committed to the beer thing now. Uh, you know, he's left all that uh, dark side behind, Pete. 
No more, uh, no more wine stuff for David. The great Pete Schlossberg is with us. Uh, he's been on the program before, but we haven't talked to him uh, about a beer project that he's that he's doing right now, which is uh, called Mavericks. Hard, he, hard to believe getting back into the industry after all these years. I'm kind of surprised that you did it, Pete. I felt like you, you maybe you maybe felt. You know, I've done it. Uh, now I just like to be around the industry and drink it. I'm not going to bother myself with all the bullshit that comes with a with a beer company. Well, as as David mentioned, when uh, my friend and I do the blending sessions at Firestone, my friend's name is Ari, and he is an incredible bread maker. Yeah. I converted him to a beer drinker five or six years ago, and in our, quote, retirement, every couple of weeks we'd go in a direction from the Bay Area to visit brewers and... I'd give chocolates, and uh, my friend Ari would give bread. Sure. And uh, it was great. But one of my other passions is riding a bicycle. Okay. And we moved to the city from Silicon Valley about three years ago. And absolutely the best thing ever for me is to ride through the city, through Golden Gate Park, across the bridge, go up to Marin. Oh, yeah. And uh, one of the... Primo destinations is Marin Brewing, and Arnie's beers are just totally amazing. Pouring here tonight as well, and yeah, wonderful brewer. The problem is, riding a bike is, what the hell do you do after drinking Arnie's beer, and how do you get home? Good call. Fortunately, there's a ferry across the street from (laughs) Marin Brewing. That does help. And I must have ridden across the bridge now 40 or 50 times. I've yet to ride back. Okay. It's always the ferry. I see. So what occurred to me was, what if the ferry wasn't going? How the hell would I get home? You'd have to drink less. I can't drink less. <laughs> you swim home, that's all. You'll be fine. But it, it occurred to me, you know, what, why couldn't there be some great beers that don't knock you on your ass? Yes. And just talking to David, one of my inspirations from like four or five years ago, Matt had done a wheat wine called... Uh, Opal, 11% wheat wine. Yeah. Then he did a second runnings and used the Saison yeast and called it Little Opal. Okay. Had that the Toronado, like I said, four or five years ago. Great beer. Effen blew me away. Yeah. And I thought, you know, you don't have to have overwhelming alcohol to have great flavor. That's true. And then I saw beers like uh, Colby down at Ballast Point had a great 3.5% beer called Mm -hmm. Even Keel. Yep. Um... my friend Steve Donahue, who's brewer at Firehouse in Sunnyvale, he made a three and a half percent beer called Cluster Fuggle. Love it. Obviously, after the <laughs> the two the two hops. Yeah. And I, I, it just it it was a tease to me to see these great beers out there in limited supply. So I thought, wouldn't it be great to have session beers as a concept take off for the whole brewery? Yeah. So I had this thought, and uh, I have some friends at Half Moon Bay Brewing, and a year or so ago, they wanted to get in the outside distribution business, not just the brew pub, but get in the outside uh, distribution. And I told them, you know, with over 2,000 breweries, another 1,000 coming soon, why would anybody want another pale ale, amber ale, IPA? It's like you've got 2,000 of these. If you want to do something, do it different right. and make it intriguing. So the concept I presented to them and what we're working on is full flavor, full body, 
3.75% beers. They have to be 3.75 or, or less? Is that your well, deal? I'm, I'm a weird guy, as you know. Yeah. <laughs> so a lot of people in the U.S., not so much in Britain, but a lot of the people in the U.S. think session beers have to be between 4 or 5%. There are even people, <laughs> even in, more. There are even people in the U.S. who call 7% beers session beers. Right. Kind of ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, really ridiculous. They should be locked up. But I thought if, if in general, people consider session beers to be 4 to 5% in the U.S., Let's prove a point that we can make something even lower. Sure. Uh, so I pick 3.75 and have the body and flavor of a, call it a 5 or 6% beer, and enjoy it as that, then find out, holy mackerel, this is only 3.75. Sure. But we're not selling it as a low-alcohol beer. We want to we want to sell it we, as, a, as a beer. As a beer. Yeah. 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 That's a strange concept. And, you know, as, 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 as nice as it is for a brewer to go, oh, I made this 12% beer, but doesn't it taste like a 6% beer? Why would you want to do that to someone? Sure. Well, here's my question, Pete, and I have to ask it because in theory this sounds wonderful, but, but not all brewers can, can make a session beer that is as, as full-bodied and as nice-tasting as, as some of the bigger ones. So now it, it's not to say I haven't had them because I've had some, some wonderful session beers from Squatters. Uh, our very own Nathan Smith made one at Triple Rock that, uh, that was just wonderful. The, the scotch, yeah. So yeah. I guess what I'm getting at is did you guys have to go through some, some samples, some batches, in, in order to really get the profile you were looking for? Because I know you want full flavor. We've been working on this for for at least six to nine months, batch okay. after batch. We did really tiny batches at the beginning. Uh, if you remember in the old days, in the 90s, there were these stores called Brew on Premise. And they had like, do, yeah. like five or ten gallon kettles. So we started working on those. But we found out doing these beers are so temperature dependent and there was no way to really control temperature in the, in the small system. Okay. So we had to gear it up to a larger system, and and until you can really control the temperature to get the right mix of fermentables and non-fermentables, uh, it took a lot of experimentation. Matter of fact, we launched Friday night at the opening session of Beer Week. We didn't know until Monday before Friday that we were ready to launch. Oh, I see. We didn't... We didn't For want, the, you didn't taste it? Well, we every experiment we had was call it 80% of the way, 90% of the way, but we didn't want to launch until we were 100% of the way. And just for for our beer, you know, our homebrew listeners, what kind of problems were you running into? Uh, things we expect like a little bit light bodied or light, light maybe over bittered, light body balance. So for example, our our first beer that I wanted and and when you do low alcohol beers, you have to have lots of flavor going on. Yeah. Cuz it's low alcohol. So, and we're going to be harsh about that, too. You know, the, the, the same people you're talking about that consider session beers 5 and 6% are going to be hypercritical about your beer. Right. Yeah. So the first beer I wanted was an IPA. Okay. You know, an IPA at 3.75, <laughs> right. Yeah. But we did... We, we actually got... Uh, I encouraged and, and Roger Davis agreed to help us on the formulations. Good guy to help. So we did our, our Rye Pale Ale... We use all Marisotter malt with 10% rye. Okay. With some great hops. And we have a fully balanced 53 IBU, 53 IBU, 3.75 beer, but it's balanced. Wow. A lot of these low alcohol beers are hop bombs. It's all sure. hops. Yeah. But we want the body from the malt and the balance from the malt. So the hops, you know, 53 isn't, isn't huge, but for a 3.75, it is huge. It is huge, yeah. But to get that balance, 
took a lot of work. I mean, let's take an equivalent of a sorry, JP, but no, equivalent no. of like a of a three point seven five or a four point two beer. Let's take some of the big beer companies, like a like a Bud or a Bud Light. Right. They're at that alcohol content, but their their IBU profile so what, like is down in the twelve. Yeah. Ten. Exactly. So we're really talking about a big difference here. Well, one of the things I discovered, I didn't know this. Bud Light, Miller Light, Coors Light are all four point two. Ah, yeah. they're even bigger than yours. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. They are truly big beer. Right. Yeah. Pete, have you decided... So, so i got to tell you, so why did I do this? For my bike riding, going up to see Arnie. <laughs> Let's go fuck with yeah. <laughs> the beer, The beer I love from Arnie, and his Three Flowers is great, his Altar Boy is great, but he makes yeah, yeah. a chocolate... I'm a chocolate guy, you know. He <laughs> makes a chocolate Imperial Porter called the Chocolate Air Porter, 9.5%. After a bike ride, after a 30-mile bike ride, that that beer is just amazing. Okay. He designed for us a 3.75 version of it. Totally amazing. Really? Oh, well, I'm excited about it. I think it sounds great. What I would like to see next as a marketing campaign is how many Mavericks can Pete drink and still ride home? Oh, and still make chocolate. We are, Maybe that's <laughs> still make chocolate. i got to right. tell you, we are working on a stunt to prove that point. Oh, yes! good. See, Pete, I knew you'd be game yeah. for this sort of thing. I want Pete to admit right now that they are moving into Utah to take over Utah territory. <laughs> That's what this all is. It's a PR stunt for the Mormons, and I want to admit it right now. <laughs> Where's Mitt Romney when you need him? <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, hiding in a bunker somewhere. Pete Slosberg, ladies and gentlemen, he's of the all-new uh, Mavericks Brewing Company, and he's of former Pete's Wicked fame. He's a good friend of ours and a good dude. Um, let's make some chocolate sometime, Pete. Yeah. Anytime, my man. All right. He's going to come back on the show when the beer is on the market because we need to taste it in front of him. and get, one, one week, we'll be on tap in San Francisco within a week. Let's Maybe we could, when he comes on the show, we could do the same stunt we're talking about. Uh, JP has to drink a six-pack before the show. Yeah. And still, and still function as a proper co-host. I would now, love to my, do that. My son, my son, who's involved with this project, discovered something really interesting. The government has a ca- online calculator for calculating uh, blood alcohol. Okay. So he's about 190 pounds. At his size, 190 pounds and age, he can drink a six-pack of our new beer in an hour yeah. and still be under 0.08. You're kidding me. I love this. <laughs> See, it's, it's, it's for recovering alcoholics. You can still chug beer <laughs> right. and just pretend it gets super wasted, but you can also drive home at the same time. That's their second marketing campaign. <laughs> Have a Mavericks Day. There you go. Pete Sloshberg, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. We're going to take ourselves a quick break. Uh, we're broadcasting live from the 25th anniversary of Celebrator Beer News right here in Oakland, California. When we come back, we'll be talking to Natalie Chilerzo of Russian River Brewing Company, uh, as well as Brian Ford from Auburn Ale House. Hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. For nearly 
15 years, homebrewers have been served by one place in Michigan where you can buy yourself a serial killer. Adventures in Home Brewing. Did you try all those great Michigan beers at the National Homebrewers Conference in San Diego? Adventures in Home Brewing delivered. Did you see a great false bottom in your buddy's cooler or brew kettle? Adventures in Home Brewing delivered that too. And did you see that great custom brew stand? Yep. Adventures in Home Brewing delivered. Since 1999, Adventures in Home Brewing in Taylor, Michigan, Ann Arbor, Michigan, and online at homebrewing.org has been serving homebrewers from the right coast. Check out their innovative 2.5 gallon keg with metal handles, great homebrew kits, and the fully adjustable anodized aluminum serial killer grain mill. Visit them in Philly for the 2013 National Homebrew Conference. Not going to make it? Check out all the fun of adventures in homebrewing at homebrewing.org. For a limited time, coupon code BNETWORK will slam 10% off your order. Join the adventure online at homebrewing.org. And don't forget to use coupon code BNETWORK for a limited time. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for every beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone Certification Program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones know beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone Program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious, Cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. Ten, huh? Getting tired of that same old handcrafted beverages day after day? Are you looking for something with more diversity than your normal beer? Fellow BN Army member Michael Fairbrother, owner of Moonlight Meadery, is reviving an entire beverage category. Mead! The meads at Moonlight Meadery are all handcrafted from the finest honey on the market and are perfect for any occasion, like weddings, baby showers, or... Excuse me? Mead is not your average girly drink, mister, and Moonlight Meads can be enjoyed anytime, anywhere. Football games with the guys. Yeah. Barbecues with the guys. Yeah. Operating power tools with the guys. Yeah. Um, actually, sir, that's really dangerous. Good point, son. Next time you have something to celebrate or are just looking for a new tasting experience, pick up a bottle of mead from Moonlight Meadery. Now in 21 states, making over 60 varieties of mead from dry, semi-sweet to sweet. Break out of that craft beer low. Grab a bottle of Moonlight Mead. Can't find some? Then ask. No, make that demand some. Yeah! to the city. It's in ruins. Only one man has the ancient knowledge to restore civilization. Uh, I need a drink. Oh no, the liquor store's been ransacked. You looking for beer, stranger? (laughs) Boy, all the liquor got drunk up in the first 25 minutes of the apocalypse. Wait, there's still some bottles over... Oh, no. Those are non-alcoholic beer. <laughs> I reckon you better stick to arrowroot tea and a desperate nomadic existence like the rest of us. People, I'm a home brewer. I know how to make alcohol. <gasps> oh, 
Oh, it can't be done. Come with me if you want the beer. Okay, I'm gonna need some big plastic buckets. He is the chosen one. The prophecies say that he's gonna get us wasted. Someone start heating water. And From the creators of Northern Brewer. The people who brought you massive selection and superior customer service comes the home brewer. Thanks for sticking with us. We're here live from the 25th anniversary Celebrator Beer News Party in Oakland, California. It's at the downtown Oakland Marriott once again. And uh, a lot of good folks here, a lot of good people, uh, and, and I have to say an, a, an incredible amount of good beer. With me right now to enjoy and share in the good beer is the one and only Natalie Chilurzo. Hi, Natalie. Hi, how's it going? It's going great, especially since this is the first time you've ever been on my show. Well, you always have my husband on because he's very interesting to listen to. So, but thank you so much for inviting me and uh, shunning him. I, you know, I decided, listen, I am tired of this man, Vinny. I've spoken with him. I've heard his voice. And everyone's in line over there already. And we've never spoken to, to Natalie, who clearly is the brains and beauty behind the operation. Well, I do sign his paycheck. <laughs> See? <laughs> like I said, the brain's uh, in the, uh, behind the operation. So I think it's high time we've had you on the show. Thank you very much. I'm very, very flattered, so thank you. So, Natalie, I've known you for a little while, and we've, we've spoken at different events, uh, events, and I know that you're, you're just as involved in the company uh, as, as anyone else up there at Russian River. So I wanted to ask you about this incredibly busy Pliny the Younger week that it's, you must have had. Um, it's been a very busy couple of weeks, actually. We released it on February 1st. Okay. And so uh, we were already a week into our Younger release when San Francisco Beer Week started. Sounds like poor planning on your part. Um, you know, what's funny, though, <laughs> yeah. Younger came first. We've been doing this for nine years. Okay, So right. this is... Uh, You're just it, keeping with tradition. We're keeping with tradition. We release it the first Friday of February every year, and... Uh, uh, you know, it just it got popular a few years ago. 2010, I think, was the first year that uh, we had throngs of people descending upon Santa Rosa, right. kind of surprising us. But um, but now we, we just keep with tradition. We we brew it in December and we release it in the first Friday in February. And, and it the, is and what it is. And they show up in droves. They show up. This year was extraordinary. Yeah. I mean, it's like a concert, isn't it? I've seen that people show up at like 4 in the morning or earlier. Uh, 3.30, I think, was the earliest that I heard. And the, the guy's girlfriend said he would have come earlier if she would have <laughs> let, let him. him. <laughs> right. 
So there, it's now they and, and by the way, I, I say this as a joke, but I think it's uh, amazing for craft beer. Uh, we've now reached the heights of, of rock and roll status where people are camping out on the sidewalk. Yeah, and people were showing up with their chairs. One guy had an inflatable mattress. He was actually sleeping. I guess he drove all the way from San Diego overnight. Wow. Came, took a nap. And it's not like he gets to take home a growler or anything, right? It's no. just to taste it on premise at, at Russian River. That is correct. So you, you can only come in and drink it at the source and right. whatever you don't expel before you leave is what you take home with you. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, now, I know that you, you must have a sense of pride of, about this because it's a wonderful achievement, but, but do you ever also look back and go, what is wrong with these people you lining know, up? It's, uh, we're obviously very flattered yeah. um, that people will actually come and, and stand in line for up to eight hours this year right. um, to drink our beer. And I don't know. I just... I don't really know how to feel about it. It's just a kind of a, I don't know. It's it's a strange kind it's of feeling. Surreal, it's isn't kind it? of surreal. You know, yeah. I remember when we opened nine years ago. I remember standing in the corner at the pub and just going, "Got it. I hope we'll make it a year." Right. You know, and now <laughs> people are lining up to drink our beer, and it's just it's just really great. You know, of all the awards that we've won over the years, um, yeah. I would say that that is the biggest award or honor, you know, when people will show up to drink your beer. Sure. I mean, that's more important than anything you can hang on the wall, right? Right. <laughs> I-, I could not agree with you more. And in fact, I think you guys have that on a daily basis at the pub because the locals in Santa Rosa uh, support you like no brewery I've ever seen. Uh, A lot of us beer nerds make the trek up there because we can get sour beers that we can't get anywhere else. And I have to say that I don't care if it's a Tuesday or, or Wednesday afternoon. Every time I'm there, your locals are, are, are filling up the bar. We are very busy most of the time. Yeah. Actually, I would say all of the time. Um, the the locals and the regulars were gracious to give up their favorite pub for a couple of weeks yeah. to allow all of the, uh, the the beer tourists to come in and, and drink younger. And I, I uh, was there at the pub on Friday night. I, I sat at a table by the front door, which I don't normally do. And a lot of regulars came up to me, and and it was like I was welcoming them back. That's wonderful. (laughs) All right, I have to ask you this. I am a sour beer fan. Mm -hmm. You're really the brains behind the sour beers, aren't you? They're too delicate, and they're too smart to be Vinny. I've, I've talked to Vinny. He's not that bright. You know, Vinny is uh, he's very in touch with his sensitive side. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, he, he can, you know, kind of roll through the brewery like a like a forklift. Sure. But yet, he is a very um, kind of delicate flower. It's like a forklift with velvet tires. He's, right, with velvet tires and um, like, you know, I don't know what, feather boas or something. <laughs> right, right. These, these sour beers are, are wonderful. And you didn't, you guys didn't start with them. You no. Still, right? Yeah. Uh, Vinny, uh, back when we owned Blind Pig in the 1990s, you know, it was uh, uh, I, Blind Pig IPA and, right. and some other beers. And then when he got to Corbell, um, he started, oh, speak of the devil. <laughs> don't he, give him uh, a microphone. I refuse I to give him a microphone. <laughs> 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 That's fine. <laughs> um, Vinny's here hanging out now, you know, watching Vinny, uh, Natalie, the star. Vinny, Vinny went to uh, Cantillon for the first time when you were, what, like 18 years old? So uh, okay. Vinny, Vinny was, was very inspired and got the bug, literally, for the bugs. So he knew before even Blind Pig. Before he even yeah. was legally allowed to own a brewery, Vinny knew that he wanted to make these funky beers. And so he really kind of had this passion for these funky, you know, sour style. 
style beers that uh, for a long time before he started doing it at Corbell in around like 98 or 99. Sure. As his partner in the company, his partner in life, his partner in the company, do you ever, does he ever come to you with these ideas like, uh, you know, I'm going to put kumquats in beer, whatever the hell he comes up with next, and you have to go... Vinny, I'm sorry. This is it's just not. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, you yeah, do. that happens all the time. It's not Sam Calgione. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Yeah, you, you make a good point. It's not as if he's dogfish head. No, but he's sa- not have that you crazy. had? To- My name is not Sam Calgione. <laughs> but have you had to kind of say like rein it in a little, buddy? We're trying to run a business here. You know, I I'm not really sure Vinny's ever proposed anything to me without um, really like almost overthinking it and overanalyzing it and over-testing it and over-trying it. Right. I mean, he really, uh, you know, he shoots from the hip a little bit, but uh, sure. I would say every kind of, maybe except for the Petit Syrah beer and the cactus beer you did in the homebrewing days, which were a little bizarre, but um, other than that, I think everything he's done has been really, actually, pretty good. Well, so, I'm glad to hear that. Gate. It yeah. probably keeps you guys married. You don't have to punch him or anything like no. that about crazy ideas. I, I just have one question. Yeah. What are we looking at? <laughs> uh, there's a man in a very furry suit. Oh. I'm pretty sure that's Dan Del Grande in a Dan. very furry suit. Is Dan a monkey? Uh, or uh, What is that? Dan from Bison. Oh, he's uh, a bison. <laughs> oh, he's a bison. Of course he's a bison. I didn't even get that as I was saying I the name of his company it. now. <laughs> I told you she's the brains in the operation. <laughs> Well, it's good stuff. I just saw a movie about San Diego beer. In fact, we interviewed the the creator of it. uh, A very cool man. What's his name? I don't know. I should know this, but he was a great dude. He was on the show like three weeks ago. It was was like a week. I don't know. It was like a day ago that I interviewed him. I still don't remember his name. What was his name? He was a wonderful dude. But I I realized your, you know, I've known your history from from Northern California because that's where I'm at. And I realized that the history is so much greater. And I learned a little bit about Blind Pig, uh, the brewery down there. And even the the impact you guys had on on Southern California beer. And now the impact you've had on Northern California beer. And I, I guess that's another thing I wanted to ask you, Natalie, before you have to go is... You know, it's not just on us beer consumers and, and beer geeks that you guys are making an impact on, but brewers from all over, I think, look up to, to Russian River and have questions for you guys uh, and, and come through. Is is that something you expected to happen as you grew the company? You know, um, I I don't I don't think that was something that we could expect to happen. But you know, when we opened our company and we were getting the ball rolling, and even now we still rely on other people. Like you know, it's not unusual for us to call Ken Grossman or like yesterday we had some conversations with Kim Jordan about you know our future as we right. grow our company. And so those are the people that we look to, and so we would like to pass that on. And anybody who calls and you know helps, you know, we a local uh, nano brewery needed a little help with their brewer's operations report. Vinny got on the phone with them for like an hour. And so, you know, it's just something that we really want to maintain the camaraderie in our industry. Sure. Um, if, if somebody calls and they're starting a brewery and they have questions, we, if we can help, we, we were honored and flattered to do that. We're just going to, you know, pass that on. So. Well, I think that's part of why people like you guys, both of you so much. I hear things about Vinny, but mostly they <laughs> like you guys uh, because you're, 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 you are very collaborative. Uh, you've done so much for beer. Mm-hmm. It occurred to me the other day, except for the fact that you started in, in San Diego, um, the first time I interviewed Vinny uh, was in, I think it was 2005 when we started, 
and you guys were only a year old then. We're almost yeah. the same age, and I'm and I and I kind of looked back at the growth of Russian River since that time. Uh, honestly, I, back then, Vinny, I, I thought you guys had been around much longer. It's incredible the amount of growth in 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 the last nine years oh, that you guys have seen. It's extraordinary, and yeah. I still I just it I just marvel at it. Um, I mean, to go from what two thousand barrels our first year to fourteen thousand barrels last year, and yeah, you know the perception is that we're not growing, but we do grow. Right, we grow very organically in what's comfortable for us, um, as and, you should. And you know we don't always just grow in volume, but we're also growing in quality and efficiencies and. You know, maintaining an, a good staff and, you know, important things that really help to build a good foundation for growth. I think that's the quality that, that keeps showing up every every time you guys grow. And we have interviewed you about this, Vinny, before where we've said, well, why not just do more? And and, and the truth is because the beer wouldn't taste the same. And every time I open a bottle of, of something Russian River, it still tastes the same. So Thank you. You're making smart Thanks. moves, you two. <laughs> Thanks. We try. You We're look good, good together. Team. Thanks. And by together, I mean Natalie looks good. <laughs> Vinny. You're not supposed to talk on that. That's right. You're not. Do you have a couple more minutes? Yeah. All right, I well, don't have anywhere to go. We've I'm also got uh, Brian Ford uh, from uh, Auburn, Ale, uh, Auburn Ale House uh, right next to us. He's hanging hey, out. Hey, Brian. Hey, how you guys doing? Good. Good Hi. to see you. Good to see you yeah. Man. Hugs. <laughs> Another brew pub. Uh, st- uh, start up as a brew pub right there in, yeah. in Auburn, California. Yeah. Going on uh, going on six years. Six years now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, in uh, June. I've been to the place a couple of times. I have good friends that live just up the hill from you guys. Nevada City. The beer uh, is uh, actually, they live in like uh, Greenwood or something. Oh, yeah, near, yeah. Near, Other, uh, east. Near yeah. Cool or some right, yeah. stupid sounding town yeah. right there. It's really cool up there. But you're, <laughs> it's very cool up there. They tell me. You're right by weed. It's a, it's a little east of weed. Yeah, yeah, cool is just on the other side of weed. They really should be closer together, though, now they that you think about it. Yeah. I live on the border of cool <laughs> and weed. weed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every time I've been to the pub, you guys have uh, fantastic beer. Thank you. I was reminded tonight, because I'm, I'm having your Pilsner, and I realized uh, that it was a 2012 GABF gold medal winner. Yeah, we were uh, very fortunate to uh, to pick that up this year, or last year, 2012. Sure, so, yeah. Uh, it took a bronze in 2010, and we I kind of screwed up and didn't get in the competition in 2011. <coughs> yeah, you were tough. hanging out in weed too much. You know, I was probably in the kitchen <laughs> it was too cool. trying to figure the kitchen out. But uh, I see. Yeah, are, really, are you running the whole place? Uh, well, my lovely wife definitely helps on the front end, of the, uh, the front of the house and stuff. But I, I oversee the entire, you know, operations of it as well as the brewmaster. Yes, but I have a great brewer, so I'm I'm in good shape in that in okay. that department. So yeah, that must be something difficult to do and Natalie and Vinny could probably uh, talk about this too when you're not when you can't just focus on the beer you actually have to run the food and the the rest of it yeah it must be difficult actually uh, I think Natalie gave me the best advice uh, a year or so ago Uh, basically or actually you were giving it to Lisa but uh, let Brian brew beer and uh, we're, we're trying to do that but you know you have to you have to get everything in line before you can actually get back in that side because the the restaurant side will hurt you real quick if you're not paying attention. I bet. 
yeah. the amount of costs that must uh, be, become involved. Yeah, and, their margins are much, much less. Okay. Uh, much, much, much less than the beer. So, but it's probably safe to say, and especially as a as a beer nerd, that if the beer isn't fantastic, then what's the point of being a brewery? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. No doubt. Well, I guess the Pilsner is fantastic because you took a gold. Uh, and, that's yeah. what they tell me. Yeah. Congratulations. Well, we you. clapped for you. Thank you. I heard yeah. you. I think. <laughs> Can you tell us about the beer? What's in it? We have yeah. a home brewer listener. So. Yeah. No, it's, um, you know, and, and I want to specify it's for the international Pilsner. A lot of people come up and think it's for a, uh, you know, a German style Pilsner. But we, we weren't around, of course, uh, during Prohibition, but we think this beer would have been pretty close to what they were making in the late 1800s when, you know, the German brewers were coming over, immigrating into the United States. Okay. So we know there was a lot of uh, maize or corn available as a, you know, fermentation source. Okay. So we, uh, we have a little bit of maize in there. We don't really like to say the corn word, but there's a little bit of maize in there, a little bit of wheat, and uh, basically two row. Um, the bitterness levels are, are a little bit low, but uh, the overall impact of the hop flavors are, um, you know, mostly Mount Hood and Zotz, you know, okay. noble style. Um, True Pilsner, hops, yeah. noble hops. Sure, yeah. I mean, that's probably what was coming over with the German brewery. So, is it popular at the brew house? Very well. popular, yeah, and it is a lager, so it does take. You know, we do we use a lager strain, so it does take a little bit longer to produce. Sure. Very popular. So yeah. when the guy comes in, guy or girl, and says, "What do you have that's close to a, a Bud Light?" Uh, do you do you give me your Pilsner? Well, not not first because uh, we do make an export lager, which is a little more crossover for those folks. Okay. Um, and this is actually pretty hop forward as far as flavor and aroma, so. A lot of people will be turned off by that. Sure. But you'd be amazed at the amount of people who actually like, um, you know, they say, I hate beer, and you give them a stout or an IPA, and they just like, they wow. That's the flavor impact of those beers is they're not used to it. What they're saying is they don't like the big commercial beers. They don't like the flavor of that beer. Sure. Um, and so or it's interesting. I also think their beer buddy who loves craft beer keeps trying to give them the hoppiest beer exactly. they can find, yeah. and it just yeah. reinforces, I yeah. don't like beer. Yeah, right. yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So finding something with a, with a little bit of flavor. Yeah, a little, little crossover for them for the okay. most part, yeah. Well, congratulations well, on the gold. You. Thank uh, you, appreciate it. I would love to talk to you guys. I've had your pale ale over there, which is also okay. fantastic. I'm a, I'm a big pale ale fan. Okay. Um, is there something special that, that you do to keep it? Because yours is it's very well balanced. It still has all the hot flavor, but uh, not a bunch of the bitterness that I tend to shy away from. And by yeah. that, I mean that kind of lingering. Uh, do you have any tricks? Right, yeah. Uh, uh, not really. I mean, we just, it's by design. We don't want it overly hoppy. You know, that's what our IPAs are for and the bigger beers. So we just, we just keep it low. You know, with the bittering hops. Okay. And kind of high on, on the finishing hops. So a lot of late additions. Yeah, a lot of late additions. A little, you know, uh, not as, not mashed, not as low temperature, so it's not as dry. Okay. It doesn't accentuate the hops as much, so a little bit higher mash down, but yeah. It works. So, it's thanks. great beer. I grab two it. growlers every time I come through. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Well, uh, look me up next time. Even if they tell you I'm not there, I am. You're usually so find me. <laughs> I get you know there for what a video. Yeah. It's yeah. weird you pop up. I know. Yeah, I know. You, you can't get anything done otherwise. You that's know? right. They tell yeah. me he's at the bank. And yeah. They, what they mean is he's in this office that's a safe. Yeah. Uh, and every time. He's at the, oh, Vinny's at the bank. Don't uh, you guys yeah. just love Again? that? Vinny's he's in the bank. Yeah. My favorite comment from customers is, you're never here. I hear that all the time. 
time, yeah. I'm like, God, I feel yeah. like I'm yeah. always here. No, it could I'm not just... be farther from the truth, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. I have my, t- my staff well-trained. Yeah, so, as you, as you yeah. should. They're good yeah. filters. Yes, exactly. <laughs> now, so. Natalie, since we now all know that you really uh, pull all the strings at the brewery, are we going to see a lager from, from Russian River? A lager? Think? We yeah. actually do make a lager. Oh, you we, do? Yeah. yeah, we make a <laughs> lager. <you> there. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Vinny. Later. <laughs> Yeah. Let me tell you about it. Tell, tell me all about it. <laughs> we make a beer. Um, it's called the Huge Large Soundcheck Pills. Okay. I don't know if you've heard of one of our favorite bands called Huge Large. I have heard that. I do remember Huge yeah. Large, but I don't remember the beer. They're, uh, well, it's a uh, it's a check pills that uh, Vinny likes to make in conjunction with having the band come and play at the brewery, and it's kind of fun. It's a lager, and, and it's the only lager that we make. So Okay. We make that... Uh, I guess once a year, once every other year. It's very irregular for us. We're very, we're very much an ale house. For a brewery, and 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 maybe Auburn could attest to this too. Who sells every drop of beer they make? In your case, probably before you make it, it's got to be extremely difficult to make the decision to make a lager. I think so. I, you know, just with the time that that you have to to commit to making a lager. But we do yeah. make it at the pub. Okay. So you know, when at the pub, we make a lot of different beers and you know after going through younger and having that just kind of jack up production at both breweries for months right you know the lager is is not that big of a deal (laughs) so aside from publicity younger sounds like a stupid idea for you guys (laughs) it's actually kind of it's a it's like the most expensive beer we make i mean it takes a hell of a lot of time right and it it just jacks up production for like six months yeah we're actually out of Pliny the elder at the pub right now because of younger because of younger yeah and that's what people People come out for the. I know, and it's crazy. And we'll continue to make it, of course, but it's uh, it's not easy. Right. It's, it's a very challenging uh, time in in our lives. This like sure. four month period. So. Yeah. Well, I will say this: uh, uh, I'm not one to stand in line for beer too long, but I, I did stand in line today for the younger, and I do think it's the best one I've ever had. That's what I, I think as well. Do you? Yeah, Vinny. Um, he changed the recipe and he added more hops this year, which made less beer. Of okay. Course. Of course. <laughs> Another stupid idea, but the beer came out good for it. Yeah. Higher quality, less beer, which yeah. is this is how we roll. Right. Um, but I thought uh, the beer this year uh, was was exceptional. We did uh, Amarillo, Centennial, Chinook, Simcoe, Tomahawk, and Warrior. Okay. And uh, it was just a really beautiful beer. It was just tons of like just fresh hop smell and. It was, and yeah. and not a lot of uh, it's. I, I I don't. I won't use the word uh, uh, balanced. But I will say that it wasn't overly bitter or overly sweet. Yeah. And the other thing I liked about it, and and I've and I'm not embarrassed to say this, Vinny, because I've asked you about this before. You're the one who kind of educated me about it. It didn't have a lot of plastic. Uh, actually, it didn't have any oh. plastic uh, flavor to it. I, I think if I was with you at another brewery. We were at Avery once. I was embarrassed afterward because I realized I probably shouldn't have asked the question. But I said, "Why does what's that big plastic flavor in the in the beer?" And it was a, it was Adam's beer. But but you were very nice at least and said it happens sometimes in hops and sometimes it goes away and, and sometimes it doesn't. Uh, in in the younger case, it wasn't there at all. It was with a whole lot of hops like that. Uh, it, it could very easily happen. Yeah. And it was really nice. Yeah, thank you. And I you. think that's part of, yeah, all of those things made it my favorite one ever. Oh, thank you. You can thank say you. one thing, Vinny, what if would you would like, like to. What would you like to say, honey? About your beer. 
Nothing. He's speechless. <laughs> He's, he'll never speak to me again. He's speechless. <laughs> right. All right. Before we go, very quickly, uh, the beer that, that Vinny has in his glass and the one that I have in mine. And uh, if you've got a little room uh, over there, then uh, Brian will also give you some. This is the Drakes and Stone collaboration. They brewed this just for the Celebrator Party that we're at today. Uh, it's called 25 Years of Issues is the wow. name of the beer, which I think is a, that's a good name for uh, years of issues. Right. Yeah. So they're getting cheers off easy. That. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> cheers to all of you for being on cheers. the program. Thanks. It's wonderful to see brewers uh, brewing beers just for uh, the Celebrator anniversary party. Oh. It's certainly very nice to be here uh, and, and a lot of good uh, breweries hanging out. So Thanks I'm going to be up your, you're very welcome, Brian. I'm going to be your way in another week uh, okay. visiting my friends. So I'm going to stop awesome. in. Please do. I will bug your, as soon as they tell I'm not there, but I'm there. Right. Yeah. I'll wink. At, it, you think if I keep winking at your hostess, she'll know what I mean? Um, you might. They, they might call security. On you, so <laughs> right. I should probably be more vocal. Yeah. Yeah. And they're, they're mostly underage. So that. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't want to bring it up, but I also noticed that about your brewery yeah. and the hostesses, and I, I have to commend you for it. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Well, Great. You know, we, we do our part. Well, Good I, luck with that. It's yeah. probably just the employment pool locally. Yeah. I'm sure you didn't yeah. uh, design yeah. it that way. Uh, but what a fantastic mistake. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. speechless. We have a new yeah. policy in our pub. You have to be 21 and older yeah. to be to work there. That's, yeah, that's just a just a little. Yeah. You know. For the entire staff, Natalie, is that what's going <laughs> on now? Absolutely. Even the hostesses. Absolutely. Shame on you. Yeah, barely 21, but yeah. still legal. All <laughs> <laughs> right. All right, Natalie Chilerzo, thank you so much for sitting Thanks, down Justin. with us. Thanks you have for to come into me. the studio. I would love to. And the same with you, Brian, Thanks, so well. uh, from Auburn yeah. Ale House up in Auburn, California. We'd yeah. love to have you come down and. Talk to us. I think I'm. I think we're gonna do something in uh, April or something. You okay. Fill your uh, your book down. Your little. Uh, we're trying. You know, we do that just because we get busy. a lot of cancellations. Yeah. yeah we're and because we're divas, Brian. Yeah, That's right. what's yeah. happening now yeah. too. Yeah. Wonderful do to I, meet you. Do I have to stand in line to get? You will not have to okay, stand yeah, in line, yeah. but you do have to stand outside on the streets of Martinez. So uh, well, bring protection. Can, I've, been, I've been here all week. So we're good. <laughs> you, you've been out in Oakland for a yeah. while. Oh, we'll be fine right. then. <laughs> Natalie Thank and Brian. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. All right. Enjoy the festival. See ya. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to take another quick break. Uh, We've got more to do. We're going to do some game show stuff. We've got some beer trivia to get through. And uh, also, we're going to talk to Steve Altamari. Uh, I've known him for a while. He's doing some great things. Plus, Christian from Hopworks Urban Brewery from Portland, Oregon. They're in town. Hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Brewcasters. Hi, I'm Jason Harris, the proud owner here at Keystone Homebrew Supply. We're thrilled to be entering our 20th year of supplying this great industry. And to show you, the Brewing Network Army, how much we appreciate your support, we're offering you 10% off your first order on our website, keystonehomebrew.com. Just use coupon code BNARMY at checkout, and I'll get your order out the same day. My goal at Keystone Homebrew Supply has always been to have a complete supply of everything a brewer could want. When you place your order online or when you come into our store, it's our goal to have everything on your list and more. One aspect of KeystoneHomebrew.com that we're really excited about is the ability to fulfill customers' exact grain bills. 
Do you hate to wait? Keystone Homebrew Supply can get your precious yeast and hops to you within just one day if you live between Connecticut and Virginia and within two days east of the Mississippi. KeystoneHomebrew.com. I'm Jason Harris, and I approve this message. Hey, Jack, what you doing? Playing Warcraft? No way. It's TBG time, buddy. TBG? Get with it. I'm playing that brewery game. What brewery game? No, that's the name of the site, thatbrewerygame.com. What? Yeah, check it out, man. If you've ever brewed beer in your dreams or wish you could mash in right from your desk at work, you can. Kind of. With That Brewery Game, you can brew up a great batch of beer from anywhere virtually. Then you can sell it because in That Brewery Game, it's legal to sell your beer to the public. Create recipes, brew virtually, upgrade your equipment, upload labels, and test market your brand at thatbrewerygame.com. You still slinging pissed off birds into buildings from your phone? Forget that. Try making beer. Sweet. Register right now for your free account at thatbrewerygame.com. Brew. Drink. Play. Thatbrewerygame.com. A vial of White Labs yeast is the key to your best beer. When you open a vial of White Labs yeast, you're giving your beer its best chance for a perfect fermentation. In addition to their already incredible variety of yeasts, White Labs is proud to announce WLP 90, San Diego's Super Yeast, now available year-round. WLP 90 is super clean, super fast fermenting, with low esters and has a neutral flavor and aroma profile. It's alcohol tolerant and highly flocculent. For more of the latest White Labs news, click over to whitelabs.com, where you can read reviews of yeast, learn in the lab section, and join the customer club. And if you should find yourself in San Diego, White Labs has a brand new training facility for craft brewers and home brewers alike. Whitelabs.com. Discover yeast, nutrients, enzymes, and more for commercial breweries, home brewers, and homebrew stores. White Labs. It's all in the vial. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters, this is Jamel Zanishev, and I love a bold, hoppy beer, one that spits resin in your face and makes you cry, Uncle. There are a lot of great hoppy beers out there, but at Heretic, we want to make something as bold, dank, and resiny as possible. We use hops at every chance we get, including multiple dry hop additions. The result is Heretic Evil Cousin. This light golden, 8% Imperial IPA has an easy malt character that helps take the edge off the massive bittering but it takes a back seat to the in-your-face hop character. We make sure this beer finishes dry so the hops can jump out and slam me in the taste buds. If you can't get enough hoppy goodness, Evil Cousin is your cup of tea. Cheers. Segmented, demented, fermented, fermented. It's the session. All right, welcome back to the program. You're listening to the session live 
from the uh, celebrator party at the Oakland uh, um, downtown Marriott. Yeah, we were here five years ago for the 20th anniversary. It's now the 25th anniversary party down here. And we got a lot of brewers around hanging out. I couldn't ask for a, a, a more uh, a captive group of interviewees just uh, waiting to be pulled away from their tables to sit down at the table over here. And uh, also, people are starting to have a good time. And, and by that, I mean... Uh, become intoxicated. You'll notice by the yelling and the heckling that happens uh, throughout the interview. Sitting with me now, I've got Christian from Hopworks uh, Urban Brewery in Portland. We've talked to Christian a couple of times on the program, and uh, one of my favorite brewers. Uh, (laughs) Great to see you. I've interviewed you uh, not only on the program, but at the Great American Beer Festival a couple of times. Always stop by Hub when I can, if I'm up there. And also with me is uh, Steve Altamari. And uh, Steve is from Highwater Brewing Company. Yeah, one of the... uh, uh, Now, Steve's been in the Bay Area brew scene for quite some time. High Water's relatively new, but really making uh, some fantastic beer that people are talking about quite a bit. So I wanted to sit you guys both down together on the show and uh, get a chance to talk to you. Now, Christian, uh, you're from Portland. Yes, I'm down here in my birth city, San Francisco. Oh, you were born down here? Yeah, absolutely. But you went up to the other hippie land, which the is other, Portland. Yeah, the other, my, my parents, uh, I think they ran out of gas in Portland. <laughs> yeah. And there we there are. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just stop here. Yeah. And uh, you opened Hopworks Urban Brewery how long ago? Five years ago, next month. Okay. Yeah. It's one of my uh, it's one of my favorite breweries in Portland for for two reasons. Uh, let's start with the beer. You're a fantastic brewer. Thank you. Uh, I, I've always enjoyed your beer. But the secondary reason is the location that you built. And I don't know if you were in construction before you were in beer or what the deal is. But you guys did such an amazing job on that facility that your location in in Portland. I just love it. My dad's an architect and uh, San Francisco architect at that. So I've been. Uh, my family vacations were spent going to the Guggenheim and Arcosani and all these amazing architectural uh, right. landmarks. So we were force-fed design from an early age. So if we screwed that up, I was uh, going to be kicked out of the family. Well, so. Right. It would be the equivalent of screwing up the beer in your family. Yeah. No, really. So, I mean, the design is as important as the beer, uh, the flavor. So the aesthetic is the important lesson there, I guess. It's beautiful. But the, it's not just that it's aesthetically uh, uh, wonderful. It fits with the with the beer experience I think you're going for. And I know that Steve will, will I, I think, agree with this. When you're creating beer, the, the artistic side of it, it, it's so much more than the science. If the place that you're serving it doesn't fit, it's not really your style. It's not you. It's not why you got into beer. Yeah, we've all had those mini mall experiences where you're, you're just the, there's, a, there's a tension there. Yeah. Right? But if you can bring the, the food, the beer, the service, and the atmosphere together, it's very, very powerful. And most places are only playing with two of those, and the other two things aren't even on the table. Sure. Oh, you know, so to- you, totally agree. You it's know? like that that little element of like yeah. the edame and it's like that's yeah. the thing right yeah, that the hidden je, flavor je ne sais quoi. it and makes your beer taste oh that's even better now yeah. <laughs> that's the good point Steve it does make it taste better because the thing is us beer nerds we'll put up with it anyway if something's missing if it's a little obtuse we, we'll put up with it anyway but we won't go away talking about it and we go away kind of raving about it if the whole experience fit together like it does at home. Yeah, it's a, it, well, the goal is to make it a kind of explosive, you know. Yeah. And uh, in, a, in a good way. And when people leave, 
they don't know until they've left just why they were affected by it. Sure. You know? It should be subtle, but it should be very gratifying on every level. I agree with you. And and your your place kind of has a Portland theme with the bicycles, and uh, there's a lot of, uh, I don't know, bikeyana. Is that a stupid? I don't know. There's, it's so it's so bike oriented, but it doesn't it doesn't exclude people like me who aren't into bikes. I end up looking at the light fixtures that are made out of bike frames or the art on the wall that's made out of bike chains, and I can still appreciate how it fits in and how incredibly artistic it is. Well, your head fits on the banana seat headrest over the urinals just as well as, <laughs> as, the, da- as the daily bike commuter, <laughs> right? right? It, th- that, that, that bike seat headrest over the urinal knows no forehead, you, right? It just you, it, it loves all foreheads. It you, does. You know right? you've made it when yeah. you, you get home and see a Facebook post of a urinal, <laughs> a handle. That's yeah. when you've made it. Like, Wow, no. I never looked at it that well, way. No, I, yeah. I, I we did put it there intentionally, though. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, you, you have... <laughs> That was from a 19-year-old experience living in Germany in Cologne, like digested the beer scene, and I go to this party, and these guys had a bar stool attached to the wall over the urinal. Really? That's where I got that when I was 19 years old, and I filed it away, and I go, well, bar stool, not banana quite as cool seat. as a banana seat. Yes. Yeah, so. Actually, nothing is as cool as a banana seat. I just, and, and well, any way, a banana hammock? <laughs> Maybe, Maybe that. A close Maybe. second. Yeah. <laughs> Still just a close second. <laughs> I, I give it a third, sorry. <laughs> right. Well, while we're talking about it, the beer that I have in my glass is the Abominable Winter Ale from Hub. And you guys are doing the Tall Boy Cans now, which is new since the last time I spoke to you. Yeah, that project's six months old, and it's really taken off. And I think for us as, as a brewery, 80% of beer to 90% of beer is served out of a single serve, and we had nothing in a single serve package. And the four-pack... I really think that 12 ounces is too little beer, and 22 ounces can oftentimes be too much. Yeah, I agree. So we hit right in the middle where people are drinking uh, that volume. I love, I can have one or two with dinner, and it's just right. Right. You know, sometimes, uh, and honestly, it's everywhere, you, it goes everywhere you want to go. So, uh, great. Light, lighter to ship, uh, better for the beer, no sunlight, lower headspace air. So there's a lot of positives. Tell and me I, about the beer itself, if you can. The, is it a lager? It is an. Winter IPA. We kind of invented a category. So if you take the wonderful piney citrusy character that our IPA is known for and give it a wonderful caramel malt lift or body, a little more alcohol means it's slightly fruitier. Uh, that defines for me the winter IPA. I try it, Steve. Thank yeah. you. So yeah, it, it does it, have that piney characteristic. Yeah. Also, uh, um, there is a nice balance. Uh, I don't know that it's crystal malt, but there's a nice sweetness in there. A two different crystal. Yeah, it's a, it's a medley. A little bit of Munich as well. So you get some breadiness. You get a couple different layers of caramel. Yeah. And the fruitiness from the alcohol and the fruitiness from the hops really uh, play well together on the playground. Sure. And, and it, it still finishes. It's, it's still rather well attenuated, though. Yeah. It's, it, all our beers are quite dry. And we use a hop back, so there's whole flower hops present that help to give the beer a juicy quality instead of a sharp, angular, herbaceous quality sure. that you can get with 100% pellets. So always in our beer, most cases, depending on the style, about 20% whole flower hops in the finish. And that's why, just for our, our home brewers at home, did you feel it kind of tends to round out the hop flavor instead of making them rather coarse? Yeah, I think that when you, when you run... Uh, pellets, or excuse me, you run uh, hop flowers through a pellet mill, you uh, allow not only the lupulin to be dissolved into the beer, but all the chlorophyll and all these other uh, uh, plant 
uh, components mm. that may or may not uh, produce the best character at the end of the day. So if that you makes can, sense. If you can oh, yeah. average those and give whole flower hops a chance to to contribute their intact lupulin and act as a nice filter bed yeah. to keep all that true from the whirlpool, from going into your heat exchanger and into your fermenter where they're going to uh, create turbidity and coarseness in the beer. Sure. So there's two things. It's just, it creates a great filter bed and a wonderful, rich, juicy hop flavor that I think is different in a way that uh, I think is exceptional. You know, the way you describe it, it, it sounds like the, the equivalent of... of of a husky flavor on the malt side if the husks and the things that aren't contributing to the to the sweetness of the sugar of a beer are allowed to take place you get astringency and things yeah. like that yeah, over, you're talking about extraction sure you're talking about hot matter that and, shouldn't be there as well there's another other element as well it's like you're actually you know you're dissolving oils and you're immediately you know heat exchanger cooling you kind of lock it in because we did a lot of experiments with like dry hopping versus hop back and right I liked both, but there was something about the hop back that we always found. It was different. It was like, yeah, I could tell it was there. I see. And we, um, an old brewery I used to work for, we had a problem that all the grain came through to the uh, kettle. And <laughs> so we had to literally strain our wort through something. <laughs> Anything. And, and back when Cascade was cheaper than filter cloth, sure. it was nice. $2 so a pound, wheat yeah. beer, dry hop, you know, no hop I back. See. And it, yeah, just it cap and it hit the uh, heat exchanger, okay. chilled it. And it was like this different element. It's like this. I can't get that with dry hopping. That's good to know. Oh yeah. And it's interesting to, because we've had brewers come on who are, are all about hellet, uh, pellets. They don't care, or all about whole hops, and, and they don't care. Uh, it's nice to hear somebody in between where you're giving this kind of ratio. We'll, yeah, I think there's a, there's a home for everything. Even even hop oil. We haven't gone there yet, but the idea is. Uh, providing a wonderful rich range and utilizing those different hop types where they're most appropriate yeah and uh, certainly uh, appreciating the diversity that they offer if you utilize all of those things yeah can I ask uh, what kind of yeast you use in this uh, uh, winter ale oh yeah this is our house ale it's Young's uh, 1318 so the uh, Young's brewery from London yeah wonderful rich brewing heritage I used to use Fuller's back in the day, the 1968. Okay. Um, oh. You know, Chico's a wonderful Cheers strain, too. It's just we put this to a uh, a blind panel, which was me and my old head brewer, Ben Love, back in the day, and Abe Armstrong from uh, the Northwest Brewing Scene. I had I paid Yeast Labs to give us a neutral uh, amber ale fermented with four different yeasts, and we chose this one blind. And as it turns out, no one is using it commercially. Oh, so competitive advantage, and you guys are welcome to. And then you can get it anytime you want, but it, not but it, till tomorrow. Yeah, it's, <laughs> right. it's fine. No, the more the merrier. It, but it gives it, it. It is a wonderful balance between 1968 and 1056. Okay. And I thought it had. It, yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah. yeah, it gave the dryness. It was flat. It was powdery enough. You could get that dryness, but it also let, uh, encouraged some malt uh, notes, just the way the Fullers did uh, by. You know, Fuller's would flock out, and it would, you would be left with sugar and solution. But it, it, right. it, it had a wonderful uh, tartness and a wonderful uh, maltiness as well. So it does unusual. have that that the the fruit and and malt flavor uh, of the yeast that you're describing, certainly Fuller's, but the attenuation that I expect from a hub beer. So yeah, yeah all our beers are very dry, and I'm yeah. proud of that because I brew the beers that I that I want to drink, sure. and you know, three pint rule at least, you know, right, <laughs> is in effect. Here, here. 
Well, we've also got Steve Altamari here from High Water Brewing Company. Uh, and uh, now Steve is, has been around uh, the, the brewing scene for, for some time. And in fact, uh, Steve's a brewer's brewer. Are you saying I'm old? Well, in a nice way, though. <laughs> I mean, I didn't say old. I said been around. Been around. <laughs> uh, but I like you're, old. You know, you're right. It does sound better, doesn't it? You're a brewer's brewer in the sense that if you, if you talk to brewers in Northern California... Um, and you mentioned Steve Altamari. They want to talk beer. They, they want to talk about beer with you because you 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 just you're kind of off the beaten path. You're experimenting. You're doing nice things. You're a brewer's brewer, man. Thank you. I, I that's I mean that as a compliment. <laughs> I, that you're really doing the things that brewers want to be doing. Um, and by that I mean you're doing some of the hoppiest and and nicest beers around. But you're also experimenting with some some sour projects. And some, Always. and some big beers, uh, some high alcohol. In fact, half the time I, you hand me a beer, it's late in the evening, and I'm like, Jesus, Steve, what are you doing to me? Uh, it's another big beer. Uh, but you're really across the spectrum when you brew. I, yeah, you know, I like to, uh, I like to experiment. Yeah, yeah. I like to play around with flavors, and a lot of the flavors that you can run into are just by experimenting. Sure. Some of them are horrible. <laughs> it happens, <laughs> Which doesn't is great. It? That's the best thing. It's like, I threw it away. I don't care. Yeah. But uh, once in a while, you hit that like, what was that? And then you have to go back and go, what did we do? And that was good. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, we put what in that beer? And I you mean, have a, a unique brewing model, I think, that allows you to do that. I don't know if your license is an alternating proprietorship or what it is that you do, but you, you have an association with Drake's. Yes. Where I go there, it's, it's interesting. The reason I bring it up this way is I know about these different partnerships. I've interviewed them before. But when I go to Drake's, they go, well, those are Steve's and these are ours. So that's, that's high water? Well, no, that's Drake's. But those belong to Steve. And these are ours. And it's a weird... I never get a clear answer out of the what's going on down there. Group hug. <laughs> I see. Uh, well, there's so many, you know, muscles you could have, and we share them. Do you make... So, on a brew day at Drake's for high water, are you making your work at Drake's? At 3 a.m.? No. Colin is. I see. I'm at home in Stockton. <laughs> <laughs> but on uh, tomorrow at 7 a.m., I'm in Devil's Canyon uh, brewing. <laughs> Campfire Stout. Okay. And uh, we have uh, tanks that we've moved around. We gypsy. We literally throw them on trucks. And oh, I are, see. Yeah, actually, at Drake's, we've been in two years. been the most fantastic collaboration ever for it, me. It it's seems phenomenal. like a great partnership. And, and uh, as of the end of March, actually, the, the big tanks have come in from there. Our little tanks, they used to be the biggest tanks there, right. are now like, we've moved them. Okay. So uh, we have, uh, we're starting to work at Hermitage. Okay. Yeah, uh, next in April and uh, Devil's Canyon, we've been brewing with for, for since we started actually, and uh, we have uh, tanks there now. We used to borrow all theirs. Okay. So we have an open relationship with Drake. If there's something coming up, and we just you know, if there's a spot in the schedule, so you're a swinger is what we're getting at. I'm you a, have an I, open it's, relationship. It's kind of like yeah, I, my wife doesn't like it, but I have to move <laughs> around. Like when we say it that way, but it's the truth. <laughs> I have to drive around a lot, but. I, <laughs> It's like a gypsy thing. I, have a, I should have a skirt on, I guess. But uh, Right. I, yeah, I was like, oh, let's see. Where was I last? A month ago, I was in Santa Cruz, down with Alec, doing the gypsy brew. And, I see. You know, I've been to New York with Jeff O'Neill, and it, just where we're at. But So tell me, what, what's the... Jeff O'Neill, by the way, is another great uh, brewer to, to brew with. Wonderful. What is the point? Is it that... To, why own a very expensive brewery when people have capacity to help you make work 
if you can just buy the fermenters. Is that the principle? Well, our model was let's buy the fermenters because you're a contract brewer. You come in and go, well, I'd like so many you know barrels per year, but you're not you're not locked in. It's like, sorry, our brewery grew up bigger than you. You don't have the room. So yeah. we bought the tanks and said, let's make sure we have the capacity. I see. And from that is kind of springboarded. We're going to do our own brewery. It takes a while to raise that much money. Sure, sure. So in the meantime, it's like, well, our brewery is growing and growing. And, it's like, and why you know, wait and not sell beer? So, yeah, why be a startup when you could be an up? We're, just, we're up. <laughs> right, you're just it's an like, up. We're up. Yeah. So at some point, we're like, you know, we actually should probably get a home and all that stuff. But uh, Eventually. Yeah, we will. But yeah. in the meantime, when you, you, know, you hit the ground and your sales are at a certain level, it's like, it's real easy to open a brewery at that point. Sure. I would assume. Well, I think a lesser brewer might suffer from the gypsy pattern that you have. There's a lot of variables. There's a lot of things to do. But, but the beers I have from you are wonderful all the time. Thank you. Except I mean, when you experiment too much, and, and, and then it's insane. But yeah. other than that... Upper Decker? <laughs> the Upper Decker! <laughs> I must apologize right. for life for it's that It's fine. But, <laughs> but you see what I mean. It, 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 it's difficult. You have to know what you're doing technically as a brewer to keep moving around. It's like... You know, if you're a brewmaster at a large brewery, you're not on the deck every day. Yeah, yeah. So you have to deal with different people. And the weirdest part is I have to deal with people I might not even know. Like, sure. what's the mash temp? And so it's like, you and know. And who's this I'm, fucking guy I'm talking to me yeah, with the beads on his. And, yeah, yeah, what the fuck are you doing in my brewery? Right. It's like, like, go away. Like, <laughs> yeah. I you have to deal with all bitch. that. No, yeah. you don't. Yeah, but for, the, like, for the next two hours, yeah, anyway. But, but that is like, that's the challenge. And, and sometimes I'm just not there. I'm like, I've had. I've had brew days where there's three brews at the same day in three different locations. Right. I'm in New York brewing, and there's two other breweries. Like, did it work? <laughs> it <laughs> sounds perfect to me. I like oh, it. It's, it's exciting. Wonderful. But the, the, end, the end of the day, it's, yeah, it's our beer. We take credit for it. It's our name. It's our recipe. And, right. And uh, we've had our relationships. I think they've worked well. I haven't, haven't had anything other than the Upper Decker. That <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's thrown you out of their brewery yet. Not yet. Right. Well, there's still time, Steve. Give me time. Yeah, just hang in there. Well, I do like your your the sour projects I've had from you, and I, those I had early on. Um, I, I've loved your your hoppy IPAs. Uh, have you had an East Bay breakfast bitch yet? No. What are you pouring today? We have our uh, we actually have the celebrator little uh, little tribute. You do to okay. blend. Yeah, we took a lot of barrels that we they're no longer bourbony. They're no longer like favorable for like you know really. Aggressive flavors, and we let the wood come through. We have Baltic Porter, we have uh, our Belgian ale, and a red wine barrel, and we kind of blend them all together. Okay, and just kind of let it sit and stew. And how long is? Give me an example of the longest one to get these wood flavors. How long did it sit in there? Oh, a couple years. Wow. Okay. Shortest. A week. No barrel. No barrel, I see. Well, yeah. there's some IPA in there, too. But that's important, isn't it? If you're, if you're going to do a blend, it, you need something that, that might have no wood character to, to, to blend it properly, right? You said it, not me. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've talked to Brewer, uh, Matt Brennelson, some guys like this about blending, and, and they're very frank about it. There's nothing wrong with blending, and you should have fresh beer to and, blend uh, if you're going to do it. And my inspiration was Matt for the... Yeah, you know, okay. the double jack bl- blend into the uh, the anniversary, and I went. You know what? It's like let's put a little hop right in. Right, and it was just like that little fresh little zing. Sure. Oh yeah. Why throw away beer that got too woody when you can blend it with something fresh? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, this is probably the way the brewer should be thinking more often. To be honest, rather than thinking, well, if I put it in wood and it fails, it's shit. It's not Pixar's problem anymore. <laughs> it's Woody's problem. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> 
All right, well, we've got Steve Altamari and Christian uh, from Hub, uh, Steve from uh, uh, High Water Brewing. Uh, thanks for sitting down with us, both of you. Thanks for drinking with me. Yeah, it's Hub Day at Beer Revolution tomorrow, isn't it? Oh, yeah, I'm so excited. It's like our first official event in San Francisco. Oh, oh you haven't done one before? Uh, Never. I'm going. Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. I've ditched every SF Beer Week <laughs> event this week. I haven't gone to anything. Nice. I've gone to this, and I went to the one other event at Anchor. I'm going to your event tomorrow, Christian. You have a fresh liver. Yes. Let me destroy it. I'm ready for you to destroy it. <laughs> Absolutely. And are there other beers than, than we find in the can? Yeah, there's some secrets over there. So we'll, we'll reveal the secrets tomorrow along okay. with lots of swag and, and big smiles and, and lots of Oregon hugs. I'm going to be there. Or, can't go wrong with Oregon Oregon hugs, by the way, JP, if you didn't know, they're very hairy, and, they, and they're a little bit lacking of deodorant. They're a lot like the French. Yeah, are you familiar with sandalwood? <laughs> yeah, it's very sandalwoody. <laughs> and Steve, where can we find high water? Uh, I know the beer week is, is just about over, but uh, we can find high water beer somewhere, can't we? I, I think a few in the Bay Area stops. Yeah. Okay. Different beer stores. Stores, Maybe yes. we can find it at City Beer Store. Japan, Denmark. I think you're allowed to answer <laughs> me if I ask direct questions. I, 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 right? <laughs> I'm not trying to break I, the laws. I, it'd be like, yeah, it'd be like Whole Foods. And I don't want to like incorrectly sponsor someone right. and get arrested tomorrow. You won't. I, it, here's, you're not allowed to offer up where they are, uh, okay. but you're allowed to answer. So if I say... Hmm. Uh, is high water beer in bottles at a Bevmo? Can people find it there? Yes, and a Whole Foods. And, and Whole Foods. And yeah. is it available at City Beer Store? Yes, sometimes? it is. I think I've had some at City I, I, Beer. Beer Rev has had it too. Okay, I saw that a few times. Tornado. We're all within the law. If, if you're in California and you can't find it, then call me. You're not looking hard enough. Is probably <laughs> what the what the answer to that is. All right. Uh, we're going to take a break. Steve, Christian, thank you so much for hanging out with us. I really appreciate thank you, it. Thank you very much. Love you guys. All right. We got more drinking to do, and uh, we're going to, I think, try to do some beer trivia with the, uh, with the folks here at the 25th anniversary of Celebrator. We're going to try to find the most amusing uh, drunk people we can find and do a little beer trivia when we come back. Hang in there. It's the session. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. BN Army Hop Tech has a great discount waiting for you. Do you often find it difficult to find specific specialty ingredients for your homebrew recipes? Well, listen to this. HopTech stocks 59 different grains to choose from, 39 varieties of pellet hops, and 8 kinds of whole leaf hops. And HopTech not only carries Y-Yeast and White Labs yeast for you, but also Fermentus, 04, 5, 6, 23, 33, and T58 Belgian yeast, plus Cooper's, Nottingham, and Windsor yeasts. Got your recipe ready to go? Pick up some great brew gear like new long and short sleeve shirts, games, and more. HopTech's new website is being updated every day with new items. If you don't see it, call the shop. They're open six days a week. BN Army and AHA members get a 10% discount, and active military personnel get 15% off. Visit HopTech.com today for great selection, great service, and a great discount. HopTech.com. Brewers Publications is thrilled to announce the release of For the Love of Hops, a practical guide to aroma, bitterness, and the culture of hops by Stan Hieronymus. For the Love of Hops is a resource for brewers of all experience levels. 
It explains the nature of hops, their origins, and how brewers can really maximize their positive attributes throughout the brewing process. Ken Grossman from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company says, This book is an amazing compendium on the hop, written at a level of detail that will captivate historians, chemists, and brewers alike. For the Love of Hops is available now from Brewers Publications at brewerspublications.com. Order your copy today and wrap yourself in the binds of bitterness with everyone's favorite brewing ingredient, the Love of Hops. All right, BN Army, it's trivia time. What's the only homebrew shop with over 1,000 recipe kits, $4.99 shipping on orders over 100 bucks, and is also home of the Wolf Shirt? The one and only answer is Austin Homebrew Supply. For over 20 years, they've specialized in creating recipes such as the best-selling Texas Blonde Ale, Apocalypso, Hot Bomb 2.0, and Double Chocolate Stout. And they just recently unveiled their small grain kits that produce one gallon of beer. Visit AustinHomebrew.com to browse their extensive catalog of equipment and ingredients. They also have many clone recipes of your favorite commercial beers. They're the exclusive retailer of Brew Vent Yeast Fuel as well. Yeast Nutrient, and the all-new Bodybuilder. Follow Austin Homebrew Supply on Google Plus to participate in video hangouts on popular brewing topics. So visit AustinHomebrew.com today and make sure you sign up for their weekly email with news and specials. Austin Homebrew Supply, AustinHomebrew.com. Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own Magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the homebrew chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your homebrew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishef. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read your way to better homebrew. What'd you get? More brewing ingredients? Yep. You know what I love about Brewmaster's Warehouse? The $6.99 shipping. Well, yeah, but... Oh, the in-store classes for beginning brewers. Yeah, that's cool, but... Oh, oh, the brew builder. Creating and saving your recipes online is awesome! No, I'm... Yes, but... The cheese-making supplies. No. Oh, the wine-making supplies. <sighs> oh, the distilling equipment and liquor flavorings. All that stuff is awesome, yes, but what I really love is that the guy who runs it is totally hot. And, and that brew builder software is awesome. Oh, yeah. Brewmaster's Warehouse brings you flat rate shipping on great equipment and ingredients to make beer, wine, cheese, and spirits at brewmasterswarehouse.com. And if you're in Georgia, stop by Brewmaster's Warehouse Monday through Saturday from 10 to 6. Visit brewmasterswarehouse.com today because it's totally hot. Oh, yeah. It's time to talk beer and chew bubble gum. And we're all out of gum. The session. Ah, 
All right, welcome back. We're wrapping things up here at the Celebrator 25th Anniversary Party, live from Oakland Marriott. And uh, what a great night it's been. We've had a lot of uh, wonderful beers to taste and some great guests, some old friends and some new friends. And uh, it's a good time when we get to do that kind of stuff. So I'm thankful for my job right now. It's good to be down here. we got a couple of things left to do. And, in fact, uh, one of the things, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're bored and you're, and you're sitting around at work and, and wondering, God, i, I, I got to wait till I get home to work on beer things. Uh, well, you, you don't have to wait till you get home because you can play that brewery game anywhere that you are. Thatbrewerygame.com is celebrating their one-year anniversary for the entire month of February. It continues right now with new stuff added every week uh, and, a, and a big blowout at the end of the month. Rob just added some new brewing ingredients, including Brett and Lacto, for all new beer styles that are becoming the... Uh, to the game this month, and players have been clamoring for sour beer styles, so they're finally coming to the game. Players compete against each other using their own recipes to brew the best virtual beer. Rob also added cast conditioning to the game, so uh, this is unlike anything else you've seen. You'll be able to uh, brew beer and climb to the top. If you're only an average brewer in real life, uh, you know, like me, by the way, I'm, I'm about the most average brewer. I'm probably slightly below average brewer. In real life, that's about as far as you get in the game. Uh, uh, it's hard to brew great beer, and the game will challenge you to prove your brewing knowledge. Getting started is free. Check it all out at thatbrewerygame.com. And Robert, uh, who developed it, I've been working with him uh, pretty closely, and he's a good dude. He's developed a good game. It's a year old right now, and it's good to see him growing in the industry. So check him out over at thatbrewerygame.com. It's free to get started. Speaking of games, what we're going to be doing right now is playing a little bit of beer trivia. We like to do this kind of stuff when we go live, and uh, I mean, why not? It's a chance to uh, make ourselves yeah, waste time, make ourselves look like fools when we haven't researched the answers properly, and uh, also make fools of other people, which is really the point of the whole Bring thing. It on. Uh, right now, we've got uh, Jen and Denise uh, sitting with us. Uh, Jen, where are you from? San Francisco. And Denise. San Francisco. Both from San Francisco. They made the long trek across the bridge or tunnel to Oakland for the 25th anniversary Celebrator Party. Have you uh, done many events during San Francisco Beer Week? Yes, I've done multiple events every day of San Francisco Beer Week. Multiple daily? Yes. What a drunk. She is a professional. I'm a slacker compared to her. I'm a complete slacker. So you haven't done multiple events daily? No, I... No. This is the only event you've done, isn't it? No. No, you've done more than that. I'm not that much of a slacker. You've done... I am. You've done three. dedication. (laughs) Yes. Four, five, six. Okay. Jen, do you have a job? Um, I am co-owner of the CanVan, Northern California's Can mobile beer canning service. Oh, I like that. Well, no wonder you've been traveling around to it beer It was events. a professional... Sure. Yeah. You were hobnobbing. In she works hard. Hobnobbing every single day. Making yes. connections. Well, that's what you have to do. How long has the CanVan been around? Uh, we've been running for a year. Okay. Uh, we're based down in Belmont, and we serve breweries all over Northern California. What a great idea, because yeah. canning equipment is quite expensive for breweries. That was exactly our idea, is to help local breweries be able to start canning, keep their production local, and be able to can really quickly and easily do without you, having to invest in the equipment. Do you yeah. order the cans for them and, and all that? or, or, or mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, we have uh, we order bright cans. They're blank silver, and we can put labels on them for okay. very small runs. And then breweries who want to do larger batches, we can help them order cans 
that are pre-printed and then work with them through that whole process. Is so, there a website or something large, our listeners any, can go to to check it out? Yeah, we're The Can Van, okay. so thecanvan.com, or look us up on Facebook. I like right it. Yeah. What do, do we see the can van driving by? Is it like the Oscar Mayer Wiener where it, you can tell it's the uh, it, we, we have a, a silver trailer. It's not quite shaped like a can, I but see. it's very close. Well, maybe next year. You guys can work on it. All right. Uh, how do you consider yourselves in the beer knowledge world? You know, trivia-wise, do you know your beer styles, for example? Hope so. <laughs> I drink beer. You drink, Denise drinks. Well, that's qualified to me. Okay. <laughs> Uh, do you know the ingredients that make up a beer? Don't tell them, but for example, if you were, if that was a question. Depends on the beer. That's a good point. <laughs> See, she knows yeah, her beer. It's going to be fine. Great answer. Yes. That's a yes. All right. Here's a, it's a very simple game. I'm going to ask some trivia questions. You're going to buzz in if you know the answer. The first person to five points wins. Ooh. Oh, it's a competition? Ooh. Ooh. Oh, it's a competition. Tonight, you and I were thrown down. We're thrown down. <laughs> Jen, in case you haven't noticed, life is a competition. It Everything is, is, is a competition. Am I right, JP? I think you're right. Thank you. All right. Uh, so you're, you're going to both need a buzzer, which is a sound that you make with your mouth. Renair, uh, Renair. That's what I call <laughs> Denise is. Wow, perfect. Right, Denise is, uh, once again. Renair, Renair. And Jen is. Beep, 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 beep. Perfect. Buzz in quickly if you know the answer. <clears throat> I'm ashamed. Should I throw you a softball, or you guys want to get right into the good stuff? Softball. You don't need a softball, right? <laughs> the amount of alcohol in beers sold or created in the United States is measured using what method? You see, you see it on the bottle. It usually says something like... Yes, Jen? Alcohol by volume. That's right! <laughs> Alcohol by volume. I thought you were going like hygrometer or something. These are waves. She's going to be uber technical. Have fun with this. I'm going to tell you right now, we had no faith in our audience, so you won't see anything like hygrometer on this. Hygrometer. Uh, oh, she just corrected you. All right, how about this? How long did prohibition last? Too long. <laughs> what a good answer. I'm, uh, I'm inclined to accept that as a proper answer. But they were not too, beep, too beep, long. Beep, 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 Jen, do you have the correct answer? 14 years. <laughs> My notes say 13 years. Oh, so 13 close. years. You were so close. No points. And, Denise, I'm sorry. Even though it was a great answer, no point for you. However, long. I'll put the point down here in case you need it later. <laughs> I might. <laughs> All right. Uh, how long? Do, I'm kidding. That's the same. Uh, <laughs> you wound up real good for that. Yeah. <laughs> Where is the largest beer festival in the world held every year? Beep, 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 beep. Jen. In Germany. City, please. Munich. That's right. <laughs> it's Burn. known as Oktoberfest, and Jen is dominating the game so far. <laughs> yeah, it's going well Grr. for Team Jen. Beer is the second most popular beverage in the world. What is the first most popular beverage? Denise? Wine. It is not wine. Jen? Water. I want that to be right because... It probably should have said like... Purchased or manufactured. Water is... Yes, Jen. 
Well, I'll tell you, because both answers are technically correct, uh, Jen gets another point. It is tea. That's absolutely right. It's made with water. I got I'm sorry. I should have qualified that somehow. Uh, all right. I'm not... Denise, you're, you're still in it. You're still in it. It's I'm the first it. to five. Uh, Jen only has three points. Got a chance. All right. True or false? False. Guinness is the best-selling alcoholic beverage in Ireland. Buzz in. True or false? I'm trying Just to remember like, all of this. Guinness beep, beep, is the best-selling alcoholic know, like, beverage in the, Ireland. I know half of the places that they brew Guinness in the world. You got a 50-50 chance. Buzz in, Denise. Oh, God, hurry up. Buzz in. Buzz. I know I feel pressure. Beep, 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 beep. She's one of those people who's like, I'm not going to say. Don't tell me what to do. What? I am buzzing in even though I'm on a game show. <laughs> Try um, it. All right. Me, me. Oh, go, go. Yes. I don't know what the question was. In true or false? <laughs> oh, true. <laughs> you know, it's true, but I'm not giving it to you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Stop kidding, Denise. You get the point. <laughs> it's true. You put true. Oh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't do that one. I was kind of thinking that it was going to be Jameson uh, or a similar. Was it? Guinness is the best-selling alcoholic beverage in Ireland. No, it's it's listed as true. What? Now no, we're getting arguments from our own people. She's losing anyway, so we're giving, I, we're, totally giving a, we're giving you the point. Thank you. Sydney. The girl gets the point. JP, shush. Beer can be broken down into what two general categories? Beep, 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 beep. Jen. Loggers. Jen is one point away <laughs> from a victory. That's four points. I say <laughs> for Jen. I can't read that right now. I'm busy. Uh, okay. I'm going to make this easy. It's true or false. <clears throat> Buzzing now, Denise. Uh, green glass is bad for beer. True or Man, false? Yes. Yes, Denise. Is green glass bad for beer? Yes. That's right. That's yes. true. That's one point for Denise. She's making her comeback, folks. Cans are great for beer. Cans, 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 cans. What is considered the national beer of Jamaica? Yes, Denise, oh, you raised shit? your hand, but I'll call that as a, as a buzz. That's right! I told you she's on the comeback trail. It's now three to four. Jen's winning with four points. Denise has three. I'm embarrassed to ask this next question. But I feel like to bring the game it's to okay. a... It's okay, you're wearing clothes. To you're bring good. it to you're a butter. cliffhanger, I need to ask this question. What does IPA stand for? <laughs> I believe Denise buzzed in first. Go ahead, please. It's right. It's now a tie game, ladies and gentlemen. It comes down to this last question. Oh, I got to pick a good one. You and I, we're going to duke it out. We're duking it. We're duking it. We're duking it. Yo. This one's tough to pick. Uh... All right. Beer, 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 Burlington, Vermont is the home of which craft brewery? Where? Burlington, Vermont. Each of you can phone a friend in the audience in front of you if you like. Burlington, Vermont. I'm phoning a friend. I'm phoning 
Derek. By the way, is there only one brewery in Burlington, Vermont? <laughs> no, probably not. I'm voting my friend. Two. Jen's he, there? He, he says there's two. Are there two? Then I can't do the question. <laughs> uh, right now, I'm writing a note to my staff that says you suck. <laughs> Just writing that note. All right, I'll go to another question. I can't say no, but I would like to drink their beer. I'm All right, let's do this. Them. The, Pils- the Pilsner style originated in which country? The Pilsner style of beer originated in which country? I want to I wanna default to Germany, but I'm not very confident in that answer, but I'll stick with it. All right, Denise says Germany. Because there could have been Prussia, and you don't really know with all that sort of like weird... There was a mess, I know. They, there was a lot of weird things moving around. Oh! <laughs> yes, Jen? Czech Republic. That's right! The Czech Republic. Pull that out, I don't know. And uh, the winner of Celebrator 25th Anniversary, brought to you by ThatBurryGame.com, is Jen. Wow. Boy, you sure knew all those questions, Jen. That was good. That was fantastic. Uh, What's our prize today, JP? Some t-shirts and t-shirts and hats and uh, a new car. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yes. It's a Wait, 1979. So tell me, what are the main breweries? Like Shipyard? In Burlington, Vermont? Yeah. Well, Dude. all I had on my list was Magic Hat. <laughs> Magic Hat? Now, Magic Hat is not in Vermont. They're That's here. That's wrong. Oh, they're in Vermont. They were here. What do you mean here? They're, I mean, they might distribute here, uh, but they're not United. here. United. Oh, they yeah. did get bought. That's a good point. Totally. You make a good point. They're everywhere. I didn't hear that question. Their headquarters are still in, I think, Burlington, uh, Vermont. Yeah. She could have an extra. I don't even. I don't even care. A hat for my competitor. Give it all away at this point. Competitor gets. Denise gets prizes too. Screw it. Everybody wins. Do I win? Uh, no. Everybody but JP wins. You However, win? no, you, you. Uh, high five! All right. Ready? ready? Oh. The folks at home can win by going to adamandeve.com right now and using coupon code BNARMY. If you use coupon code BNARMY, uh, you guys know if you're familiar with uh, Adam and Eve. Sounds dirty. It's dirty. Uh, it doesn't have to be dirty, dirty, but if you're dirty, it can be dirty. You can get, uh, 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 with Spanky, coupon code BNARMY, you can get three free adult DVDs and all sorts of categories. Uh, you can get one free gift that's so sensual we cannot announce it at the Celebrator Anniversary Beer Festival. Uh, you can get free shipping, and you can get 50% off just about any item. Just go to adamandeve.com right now and use coupon code BNARMY. Also, if you're a home brewer and you're looking to uh, enhance your home brewing experience enhance. in terms of recipes, <laughs> yeah. go to beersmith.com right now and get your free 21-day trial of the Beersmith Brewing Software. It'll help you help yourself. You don't have to do all those calculations on paper. You can share recipes over on the Beersmith com website and uh, you know there's so much it has to offer you it'll blow your mind especially compared to that old brewing software just go to beersmith.com right now and get your free 21 day trial and you don't have to take uh, my word for I it I saw you can, your mom uh, last night do it right there oh. <laughs> was she talking about my mom or your mom because one of our moms is dead and that's fucked up well, yeah, well, one's dead and one's on their way to meet her. Yeah, one's dead and one's, like, half dead. Right? And that was <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> I didn't even hear you. I can't even hear you. <laughs> no one can hear you either, JP. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's been a wonderful time here at the 21st. Uh, 21st. I'm done. 
It's been a long night. We're out of here, right? The 25th anniversary of Celebrator Beer News. Thanks very much for having us, Tom Daldorf. Uh, you're a good, uh, good dude, and it's always a good time out here. Uh, we're getting out of here. We're going to go home, and uh, we're going to drink beer first. Let's do it. I'm still playing your outro, though. I don't have any plugs. Even though there's no plugs, I'm still playing JP's an asshole. Yeah. I know. All right. Thanks for having us, Tom. Listeners, thanks for tuning in. Live from Oakland, we are out of here. We'll see you in a couple weeks. It's the session. Cherry.